everyone, welcome to episode 566 of Conversation Street, the unofficial Coronation Street podcast with me, Gemma. And me, Michael. Hello. We're talking about episodes of the of Coronation Street yeah, yeah, podcast well done, right one. between the 6th and the 10th of March. 2023. Uh, episodes 10,894 to 10,899. Yes. Yeah. What? It feels, like, it feels like the next one's going to be important, isn't it? Because it's 10,900. Well, you know, it's Faye's birthday next episode, oh, okay. Gemma, so I mean, anything could happen. Anything. <laughs> Um, hello everybody, how are you doing? Um, I, I, we, had a, we had a good week this week, didn't we, with the podcast? Oh, we, we had a fun... We, we, yeah, thank you to everybody who came along to our, our live stream. Please listen to it. Please, if you no, want... No, watch it. Watch, watch it. it, it's fun. But um, if you can't watch it, please listen to it, because I think it was quite funny. I think it was a great little episode, that one. It wasn't one. us that made it funny, it was the um, chat thing. <laughs> um, there are, there's obituaries... There's a Weatherfield County football report. Lots There's and a lots rap of battle between Mavis and Rita. It's awesome. And we didn't with write any of it. And uh, it's quite fun. I know not everybody always um, listens to the to the bonus podcast, but I think I think it was the main podcast a couple of weeks ago. We said we were talking about this Chat GPT thing, the yeah. AI chat bot, and I was like, I need to look into that. And like the next next day, I did, and I've just been obsessed with it ever since. I know, it's, it's, it's so much fun. Revolutionary. It, oh, I wrote a song for. Um, for Eurovision for oh, yes. Ukraine, um, which was great, but it's not as good as our not, entry. Not on the podcast. The Eurovision entry. No, for we do have quite, yeah, quite like UK. a Eurovision entry. This pretty year. Good. It's quite good. Yeah. Anyway, it's really cool. But yeah, honestly, the, the best bit I think was the fact that we were able to, to live stream it. And uh, I've been doing I was doing all my research. Like I'm, I'm proper down with the kids now. I've done an actual live stream. I'm I'm really pleased with myself. I had to download a new bit of software. I, we were a little bit worried that it wasn't going to work. And if you go onto our YouTube channel and watch the beginning of it, there'll be about 40 That's seconds scary. of us going, has it started? I don't know. Shh, sh- sh- just in case it's working. Yeah, but it, it, it does it does kick in eventually. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, thank you very much. And it was cool. We had, we had like people putting on the chat, didn't we? Coming up with suggestions. Getting suggestions of what we should say. It was a jolly fun hour and a half or so. You know, we have to do it again sometime. It, it, was, it was really funny. That's not all we got up to. We've also been running a competition. We have been running a competition, yes. If Which you've been is listening over, to the now, podcast, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, we've been, we've been doing this it. podcast for. I mean, the podcast been doing that for far longer than four weeks. We've been running a competition for four <laughs> weeks <laughs> because yet again, weeks. our very, very generous benefactor has offered up a year's Patreon subscription at top tier. For yeah. Conversation Street, yeah, and um, and and the so the competition deadline is up. So um, we have had loads of people enter this competition. I'm actually really, really, really humbled by the number of people that it wants is really to, nice wants to win yeah. such an amazing prize. But the time has come to pick a winner. Uh, we've we've got names on a little spinny wheel, and it's um it's, it's time to pick. Are you so do, it, uh, do, you, do you want to do it? Do you want me to do, do I it? Click it. You, I, I don't know. I've not used this oh. program before. Oh, this is a different one it. than usual. Just click right. The the wheel is spinning. Who's our winner going to be? It's going. It's going down. It is. I think it is going to be... Oh, oh, Lisa Davis. Well done, Lisa. Congratulations. You get you get a sound effect and everything. That's, that's Congratulations. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. If you hear this, get in touch with us. And if we don't hear from you, I'm sure we can find you to let you know that you have won. Yes. And to thank you to everybody who wrote in with the name of Steve and Andy's radio show. What, what's which the I, name of it? <laughs> off the top of my head, I can't actually Kenny remember what it robot is. Kenny the Robot or something? Kenny the Robot. Captain not, Kenny. It, it, you it, can't it, guess it. You can't. It, it, no, it wasn't just Can't Wait Radio for the people that put, that wrote in and said that because that was the name of the radio station. It was the name of the programme, which was... And, and, right, let me just see if I can find this. So, sorry, I'm really Captain unprepared. Kenny yeah. and the... 
Android Jeez. sheep something. Right, it was called Captain Kenny, the Android Warrior of Weatherfield, with his mechanical sheep Barlow. So um, yeah, thank well you done, everybody well, who got that I'm right. Really, I'm really sorry we can't offer more than one of these, but um, you know, we, we, we this. No. Like, Sorry. You just have to join Patreon yourself if you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations, Lisa. So do get in touch with us and uh, and we'll organise getting you signed up to that. And don't forget, it's a great time to sign up to our Patreon. You can do any tier you like. Uh, top yeah. tier is the best one. It, it, it is amazing. <laughs> you get a bit of merch. Yeah. Oh yeah, Lisa will be getting a piece of exclusive conversation. Well, she's yeah, she's going to be getting like merch. possibly our last of the orange bottles as well. Um, you you're going to get lady. a postcard handwritten by me and signed by Michael, and access to Gemma all of our Patreon episodes so far, all 40 plus of them. Get, you get a bonus. New one every year. You get every a bonus month. episodes once a month. You get notes sent to you every week. Yeah, you get the... Uh, Should you wish to have those. You get the it's great. episode it's notes. It's a good prize. It like, is a good what, prize. What can I say? Return, there can only be one winner and it was. So, thank you again for everybody who entered and better luck next time if indeed there is one. I hope so. Um, anything else to report this week? No. Um, I don't... Mm, no, I think it's been fairly normal, hasn't it? Have you just been what? Been, I'm tired. Quiz. Watching current. Oh yeah, you've got a quiz, haven't you? Yeah. Got a Coronation Street Can quiz. I, I got my pen. I got my paper. Go on then. Okay. You passed right. Me the this pen. is things Thank that you. happened between the sixth and the tenth of March, and years ending in a three and an eight. And I got this from Coronation Street at Fandom Sixth of March, nineteen sixty-three. Yes. A young Miss Beaumont was discovered to have ridden in a procession in Rosamond Street in nineteen thirty as Lady Godiva. Yes. Who was it? Annie Walker. Correct. <laughs> she had to reassure Jack that she was wearing a body stocking and a course, wig. Of course. Who reveals to the pub the identity of this person? Uh, what? Somebody's um, like, it were, it were Annie Walker. What done it? Oh gosh, I don't know. Len Faircloth. No, it was Ina. Uh, was I was Ina thinking of Ina. Mistake. You bet you were. Oh dear. I, I actually was. Ina was my second choice. Which 6th no of March, 1978. Which resident starts a petition to bring back hanging for murder? Huh? And which resident refuses to sign it? I've got absolutely no idea. I think I remember us watching this. No, I... I... Think about who was in that show, in the show at the time and who who do you think was a bloodthirsty, uh, vengeful... Ina Sharples. In 1978? Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I've got literally. Got no, I'm going to give us a, uh, somebody who in Hilda the future Ogden. may well even Gail more so Platt. agree with that. I don't know who is Ivy. It? Ivy. Oh. And which was the that person who refuses to sign it? Emily Bishop. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, we'll give myself a point for that one. Yeah, you did get oh, a point. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, which was just after. Yeah, Ernest just after Ernest killed. died. Yeah. yeah. 7th of March 2003, which couple sell their story of being conned by Richard Hillman to the paper for £500? Uh, Jack and Vera. Yes. 8th of March 2013, who tortures Jason's van to frame him for mer- for arson unsuccessfully? Um, 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 um. When was well, it? This wasn't that long ago, 2013. <sighs> Ten years ago. Wow. It was um, like it was a, a million years ago. I think it was. I think I, it was. Do you no. think it was? Who do you think it was? I think I'm going to have was, to rush you here because it's it boring. Tony Stewart? No. Who? Carl Monroe. Oh, yeah. You're thinking of somebody else that also burned a, a van. Yeah, I, I am. There's been I think many Jason instances. was involved in that other van burning. Yeah, I think but... he was. Okay. 9th of March 2018. Who does Tyrone cheat on Fizz with? <laughs> 
Gemma. Yes, dirty dog. <laughs> 10th of March, 2008, your final question. Who reports number five to social services leading to Chesney being taken into care? Um, I think it might have been Sally. Sally. Oh, so close. Who? Looks a bit like Sally. Who? Who looks a bit like Sally and is also a bit of a busybody, but in a in more understated sort of sneaky way. Um... Uh, I don't know who was it Claire Peacock oh gosh yeah okay she's a proper busybody wasn't she? Claire Didn't, Peacock oh, was, a bit was Sally with glasses on four out of eight today not, not the okay, best job okay well, you did a really good job knowing that Annie Walker it was, it was, it was Lady Godot was it because yeah. it said Miss Beaumont no I think I think I knew that one anyway but the Beaumont was a bit of a giveaway as well to be fair was it yeah. I, was, I, I wondered whether to add that as a, as a second black backup <laughs> clue and then if you didn't get that the other clue was going to be it was a young Miss A Beaumont oh okay <laughs> or was it Beaumont <laughs> right well, who's got a birthday coming up this week supposedly mm. the birthdays this week are 11th of March Derek Benfield who played Walter Greenhouse who was Dot's husband mm-hmm, okay he's not even listed on Coropedia anymore for his birthday I don't know what's happened there <laughs> Sasha Parkinson played Sean Powers 12th of March writer Jeffrey Lancashire and writer Peter Wally 13th of March David Nielsen plays Roy Crocker oh happy birthday 14th of March writer and actor Alec Hayes 15th of March Dawn Acton who's Tracy Barlow the third mm-hmm Amy and Emily Walton, who were Bethany Platt the first, and Ellie Leach, who plays Faye Winder. Oh, lovely. So, uh, so she's got a birthday the same week as actual Faye, then. Yeah. I often wonder whether, what that's like. Because you're not actually doing it when... <laughs> no, you're doing about... You're not filming it when it's your birthday. No, maybe when you're filming your birthday scenes, it's like, oh, my birthday's coming up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't or maybe know. you don't even register maybe it. Maybe you don't care, because you're too cool <laughs> for that kind of thing. 16th of March, director Tristan Duvere Cole... Melanie Kilburn, who played Evelyn Elliot, or Eve, or Evelyn Elliot, Evelyn, Evelyn. Evelyn. Denise Black, who plays Denise Osborne, Jonathan Rado, who played Joe Carter, and Isha Darko, who played Tara Mandel. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, everybody. Right, um, that's it then. We could get on with this week's Street Talk. I reckon. Okay, so into this week's Street Talk then. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and just say straight off the bat, an uninspiring week for me this week. Sorry, if you've been listening to the Street Talk shorts that we've been putting on YouTube this week, you'll you'll probably get the gist that I'm not going to be, you know, singing from the rooftops about this week's episodes. But but I know some people have been. They just they just didn't really do it for me this week. I think um, I think I had too much expectation for the Amy and Aaron story, which felt like although it was uh, obviously the the A story on Monday just kind of dropped off a cliff after that. And we, we got a couple of scenes of Amy kind of looking a bit looking a bit glum and Aaron kind of thinking, oh, we've got away with it. But um, I was really, really expecting this to be a full-on, um, you know, huge, huge Amy and Aaron consequences kind of week. And, and it just wasn't, was it? What did you think about it? I felt it was quite realistic to how it would be in real life. That's not always necessarily a good thing, but in this case, I think it is. I, I yeah, I mean, there, there's lots of different reactions that there could have been, but you, you, it didn't. You're right; it didn't feel unrealistic. It feels... I just think as a, if you're gonna say, right, everybody, here's our big storyline. We're gonna, you know, gonna have have people on the on the on the loose women. We're gonna put videos on the YouTube channels saying, don't forget, everybody, this is what happens. It's C A R E, but for it to not 
be the the main story of the week. It, it it was just yeah peculiar decision. I mean, I'm sure it'll pick up sometime, but I think I was I was ready for that. And instead, we got an awful lot of the Daisy and what Daniel story. What were you expecting them to do? I like I don't know. I mean, I I, I guess we I mean, maybe when we get up to that story, we'll be able to think. Yeah, of a few I things, I always but... thought it was a slow burn, going to be a slow burn thing, which means that that's how it would happen. Yeah, quite quite possibly, and and you know, I I have been enjoying the Daisy and Daniel story up until now. I did just feel like it felt like you know the, the same thing on repeat this week. Um, it, it, it there wasn't a whole lot that was super unpredictable. Um, but I, I guess we'll get to that as well. But there were there were some great performances across the the whole lot. I just as I was watching this week's shows, just. It just it just didn't didn't have me in the palm of its hand it's so much this week because they were trying to do a, a stalking story and really that is just monotonous continual contact <laughs> yeah with I know somebody and and in order to to actually demonstrate what it's like you have to you have to have that have him turning just up her, again all the time and her continually saying. Oh, go away! I don't want anything to do with you because you just know if that if at one point she doesn't say that specifically, explicitly, somebody's going to be on Twitter going, "Oh, well, she's just leading him on now. She didn't tell him to fuck her up." <laughs> well, I mean, let let's let's see what we say when we get to there. I mean, there, there was definitely some some high points of it, but. Um, right, should we just do what's going on? What's then? what's going on? Well, we'll start off with that storyline. The look who's stalking storyline. Colon. Just in case, yeah, because we did just have in Justin up in, tri- up in court today, um, so yeah, we'll start off with that one. Then we'll do the uh, the consent storyline, the explicit consent warning. Oh, and bought another storyline title for that for this week. Then we'll move on to the what a slapper storyline. I've also got a subtitle for this one, which I haven't told you this one yet. Marco Yolo. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Um, because I, I, I just didn't I didn't enjoy that. I have to say, sorry, I'm just going to save all, all my right, until yeah, later. Yeah, Get out of the way. Right. Um, Jackson's back. That's, that's Is that a play on Jackson 5 or something? I, d- I don't know what that's a play on. I did actually, for, for those people who enjoyed our chat GPT thing this week, I tried it out to see if it could come up with a decent storyline title oh, this yeah, week. You did, so I, I, I typed into chat to chat GPT today. Write me a, a, a story, no, write me a title for a story about a girl called Faye who gave birth to a child called Miley but gave her up. And then, and now she's got a chance to reconnect with her, but she's not interested. And it, it came up with a few, didn't it? Like, fatal reunion. And um, I can't remember what much Do you think your job's safe? Maybe, but I, I'm not going to say that I'm not going back to that if I can't think of a storyline title again. But anyway, Jackson's back today. I'm thinking it kind of sounds a bit like the Backstreet Bank, doesn't it? But anyway, um, and then we've got the, a tiny bit of the LS Steve storyline. Tiny, tiny bit of Stephen Reed this week. And maybe that's the reason why some people particularly like this week, that he didn't feature heavily. And maybe that's something that was a bit of a disappointment for us. I don't know. Um, what would you rather do? Do you want to start off with the stalking story? Or do you want to do? Do you want to do the Amy and Aaron one? I I I have no preference this week. I'll start then. You do your starting. So Monday, Daisy and Danny, what they're getting up to? Danny's trying to convince Daisy to make an effort with her mum, who's pitched back up again. So Daisy and Christine go to the bistro, and Christine's like, "Oh, I've got this new man. I want you to meet him. I can't wait for Jay. you to meet Jay." And then she goes to the bar to get a drink, and Justin walks in, and he is Jay. 
That was a so bit of a when we were watching that scene, we just we did do a bit of a double take in that. That I'm was like, um, what the hell? Not something was I was odd. expecting. It, and it it was over very fast. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I'm, when, when I'm he a bit kept, confused. No, when he turned up on on her arm, well, he didn't turn up on her. When he turned up and like, oh, I'm casting this new man. You were like, oh, you, you she's going to bring him as a plus one for the wedding now, and. And I thought it was going to go yeah, down I really there, but it was literally. Christine yeah. was going to be like, you know how hard it is to get a man at my age with the, who's as young and good looking as him or whatever, but she didn't. Well, she, she, she Christine was... strikes me as the sort of woman who would pick their new man over their family. Well, it looked like it was going that way at first, didn't it? Well, Daisy, Daisy tells Christine who this guy is, and Christine's shocked, and um, she's like, oh, well, maybe it's a safe reaction. This doesn't seem. Um, this doesn't seem. He seems like a yeah. He seems, he seems like a nice, she, she's been saying, them, hasn't she? Like, I mean, Chris, you just sent you chocolates. What are you moaning about? Yeah, this, this is what she's been saying nice since she's been back. Like you, you, you're making you around out of molehill here, Daisy. And Daisy says that if you if you tell him anything about me, I, I'm over. We're over. I'm not talking to you again. So um, Daisy, Daniel, and Jenny are talking about it in the pub later, and Jenny's not very impressed. Neither is is Daisy. But then Christine comes in and says. I sent Justin packing because he just kept going on about you all the time. So it wasn't because it was weird or suspicious <laughs> or um, he's a creep. It was because she wanted to be the centre of attention. I do wonder whether there's going to be any kind of rekindling of that romance. It feels like, a, for the shock value of him walking in and saying, Hello, surprise, it's me. Um, it, it felt it, like it a bit of a waste it. of time. But if, if, like, later on down the line... He's gonna get back with her again or something. That would maybe make more we'll sense. maybe then we'll say, well, I guess it makes sense as they had a connection earlier. But otherwise, yeah, odd. Odd. I'm gonna say Wednesday. Daisy still can't believe this that about what happened, and Jenny says, just forget about it. And Daisy's panicking and saying, we're gonna have to change the date of the wedding now because he knows he knows where it is, he knows when it is. And Daniel says, don't worry, I'm sure Christine wouldn't have told him all that stuff. And she says, he's gonna do whatever it takes. She's gonna. She says, "I'm gonna do whatever it takes yeah. to make this the happiest day of my life." Yeah, she no. She she she, she just said, um, "I'm I'm gonna. I'm, gonna I'm, let, I'm not, not not gonna, gonna let him spoil it. it. And if so that means I need up. to change the date of my wedding, then then I'm gonna I'm gonna do I, it. So be it. Whatever it takes. Yes. Um. So she perks up because she's managed to get a cancellation and gets the med- wedding moved up to the end of March. Oh, exciting stuff! Wow. And now Three Daniel. Three weeks away. Daniel's like, oh, I I did have a problem before about not being able to get time off work, but now it's fine. <laughs> he says, whatever. If it makes you happy, fine. I'll just pretend I'm sick. <laughs> just pretend I'm on strike. Then the wedding dress lady comes round, and Daisy's all excited because she's supposed to be having a fitting, but the woman says, oh. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to pull out of the deal because when did this happen? What? She, 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 she After Daisy slapped Justin last week, Justin's been going putting it about everywhere. When did, he, Daisy, when, when did that happen again? That What? The slap? Yes. That was last week, I think. What happened? They were outside the tram station and he was there and she slapped him around the face. Is that when George saw them? Yeah. Okay. That was years ago, Michael. Maybe it wasn't last week. Maybe it was the that week before. That was years know, ago. Anyway, he he started, yeah, <laughs> he started spreading it. the word that Daisy is not to be endorsed. Well, yeah, she says, look, we've had this phone call from Justin who says, is this why Christine and Justin went out together so that he could get a pumper for information about all this? <laughs> oh my because God, it doesn't, it, it feels like 
he he wouldn't have known these details. Possibly. Unless Daisy's been going on about it. I mean, she did go to the. Yeah, I mean, Daisy's not being. She went to the fair and. Yeah, she's and not backwards Justin about coming forwards about all who our sponsors are. Justin saw which kiosk she was at trying a dress on, so he yeah. might know from that. I'm yeah. not sure. She's I'm doing sure. all our hashtag ads on SendPX at the moment. Oh, I love them. I, I, she's my favourite. I, I have a notification every time she does anything. It's fantastic. Anyway, she's. Uh, her wedding dress lady says. Um, we have this call. Justin says you assaulted him. These accusations are going to generate no- negative publicity for us. We can't. We just can't um, let you. you can't we let can't you... let you be a spokesperson for for our um, for our brand, which it does make sense. But you know, Daisy Daisy was on the back foot and totally shocked her. She didn't. She couldn't come up with anything mm. like, "How dare you? It's International Women's Day this week." <laughs> And you're siding Come with on, a stalker. Sister. She should say, "I'll put you on blast for not backing me up." The trouble is, and this this hasn't come up yet, but I'm still waiting for it to. Hasn't come up yet that she accused that DJ of mm. of whatever it was she accused him of falsely. Yeah, well, it wasn't that to do. Wasn't that supposed to be flowers, or did she, or was it when? Yeah, when she was first getting stalked. at the hotel. Yeah. No, when she went to the hotel. She had that she kissy kiss with a boy. I can't remember. And I, I thought was... that she thought that he was the one that was stalking her at first. Maybe, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm surprised that, you know. Mm. I, she need, what she needs is a PR manager because she's a nightmare at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's not doing a good job, really, is she? She's getting her boyfriend to write Shakespearean quotes about ice <laughs> ice sculptures. And also, is she having an ice sculpture at her wedding? Or the, otherwise, what was the point of that? I, do, I think the ice sculpture is backed out now. Probably. <laughs> put, she's, they put her on ice. So, uh, she says, "What? Well, what can I do? I want, you know, this is the dress I wanted. And she says, well, why don't you buy it? <laughs> but it's, what is it, £2,400, yeah, not like including that. the fail, <laughs> which was... Somewhat out of their price A little range. bit. Well, you know, I mean, I feel really bad for Daisy, but I also I can't feel too bad because she's just blagging everything and she wouldn't be getting this stuff if she weren't pretty was she I, you know, wouldn't we all do it if we were as gorgeous as daisy oh yeah i'm just jealous because i've been trying to get a free wedding dress for years and nobody's given me one uh, who are you planning on marrying i don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start putting about on social media that you beat me up and then <laughs> no that's not even funny sorry she didn't, everybody. I didn't. She's lovely. No. She gave me a big kiss. That's the, <laughs> that's the kind of smacker that she gave me. <laughs> a big smacker on your face. Right, Daniel gets home later, and everyone, and, and look, they're dropping like flies, aren't they? Everybody's yeah. backing out of this deal. Nobody wants to be associated with her. Justin's been smearing her name. And Daniel's like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter what, you don't need all these fancy things. As long as we're both together and we're both happy um, and we get, we'll get married, that's all that matters. And she's like, you fool. I don't want that. I want a wedding. I don't care about the marriage. I want a fancy wedding with fancy dress and fancy clothes. And if I can't get that, I don't want to get married at all. Oh, dear. Talk about losing sight of the meaning of marriage, isn't it? Well, it is kind of making me wonder what sort of wedding they'll have at the end of the day. I'm I'm, I'm getting annoyed here because I'm almost certain that Daniel's going to get his way out of I know. I think he will. And he's going to be all smug like, I tell James. We had a we brilliant need... day. And oh yeah, all we needed. All we needed was some Shakespearean sonnets and a glass of homemade dandelion wine mm. that my dad bartered for at the allotment. <laughs> Shut up, Daniel. I want a 
£1,400 wedding dress, bail not included. I mean, when, when Karen McDonald, going back 20-odd years or so, I know, she wanted the, the big wedding with Steve, didn't she? And she's like, I want to have a string quartet play on Wonderwall, yeah, and I want to yeah, have yeah. the big country house and everything. And I think, she got it. Yeah. And, and I know she was supposed to be a lot more unreasonable. We're supposed to be, I think as viewers, we're supposed to be saying, yeah, Daisy should get what she wants. But back then we were like, Karen, whatever. But I did kind of want to see whether she would do it. And now I'm like saying, oh, I, I want I want them to have a big wedding. I don't want it to be another, I want well, let's go to get... Chariot Square yeah. or let's go to the Bistro or let's go to Victoria Gardens again. That'd be weird though, wouldn't it? If Daniel's like... <sighs> Can you imagine if Daniel says, oh, let's just get married in Victoria Gardens, and then Daisy over here, someone's saying, oh, this is weird. This is where you married Sinead yeah. in your pagan ceremony. I don't think that uh, Daisy would be happy with that. No, she wouldn't. But now I want, I want a massive grand wedding yeah, for Daisy and Daniel. I mean, it's a, it's a Barlow. It's Daniel. Love him or hate him. And I know he's not necessarily the most popular character among fans at the moment. But, you know, he as a Barlow, he deserves something big. Daisy... It, it just, it wouldn't feel right to me if she had a, a tiny ceremony, but it does feel like, you know, the moral of this story is going to be, love is all don't, you need. Don't be so materialistic. Yeah. I mean, this is what annoys me about, about the way women are depicted and treated in general, is that we get told that, you know, this is super important. The wedding's the most important day of your life. Look at this pretty wedding dress. Here's the end of the movie where the woman gets married. Here's her wearing a lovely dress. These are all the beautiful bridesmaids. Look at the flowers, look at the cake. Look at this, look at that. Look how beautiful she is, look at her hair. And then when you actually want that, they're, like, they're like, yo, you're so materialistic. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe it. You've fallen, for, you've fallen for the scam, you stupid woman. You know, yeah. I, it does get really tiring being told constantly, you must want this. And then when you want it, it's, it's because you're foolish. I think with the thing with Daisy woman. is people are maybe thinking that she's wanting too much because she wants it so quickly. Like if people, if you want a massive wedding, you know, pull out all the stops and, and everything, then fine. Just, just save, save up, up for, for it, it for a while. You've only been <laughs> engaged a few months. For years. For well, yeah, exactly. Wedding. It was. It, how long was it? It was like three, years. Four, four years between. Yeah, it was a long uh, or maybe time. even five years between our engagement and when we actually time. got married. So and we had to we had to live what we had to really budget, didn't we? We did. Yeah, we, when we were saving to get married, we had what do we have? How much do we spend on shopping a week? Fifteen that... pounds a week on food, which <laughs> I know some people will spend. I know, I know, I know that it's a, a lot of money for some people, but for us, that was. Um, was I remember. A bit of a cut. I remember one. When um, we had Safi, and I remember one time we bought the shopping home, and I could only afford a tiny bag of ham, like a tiny bag of like sixty p's worth of ham or something. And then and then Safi sniffed it out, and she grabbed it, and she was biting it, and you thought it was the most hilarious thing ever happened. It was. I was and lifting. you picked her up. <laughs> I, no, I picked up the ham. You picked the ham up. Safi was still attached, and she to was it. just dangling off the end of the ham, and I was just crying. I was like, we can't have any ham now. We can't afford to replace the stupid ham. It's not funny. Yeah, but you know. And graft, that's we, what that was. But Gemma, did you have the wedding of your dreams? I did, I had the wedding it? of my dreams. Yeah, thank you very much. Right answer. <laughs> Probably could have done without you having that migraine, but apart from that, it oh, was... it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel bad. I, I want, I want Daisy to have. I really do because because I love Daisy and um, I, mean, I know she's very don't... superficial. Yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> some people are, and the thing about Corrie weddings is that they always are. The same, th the same old thing, and the, yeah. you know, 
And for especially for lots in of, recent years, it seems for lots of people, yeah, you maybe you will, you know, have a reception at the pub and stuff. But there are just as many people who have a big, massive, massive, expensive tens mm. of thousands of pounds worth of a wedding, and you rarely get to see that on Corrie. I mean, we saw that with Fizz and yeah, I was going to say Fizz and Phil had Fizz their lovely Phil. tent last year, didn't they? <laughs> and then we've had things like you know, Mike, Mike, and, Mike and Linda had their was big probably country house. One of the grandest weddings. Yeah, but just not... nice to have. Gail and Richard had a quite a big one. It's nice, Um, isn't it, to watch? Roy and Haley did. We haven't been able to have a church wedding for years. I don't think. uh, I don't think Daisy gives two. No, I don't think so. I I, I think. I think Daniel would burst into flames if he stepped inside of a church. To be honest, I think the last church wedding we had was uh, Michelle and Robert, but I don't know when the last actual marriage that took place without the bridesmaid reading out the uh, the groom's um, adulterous text. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily going for a church wedding. I don't think that's suitable for them as much as I'd no, like to see another one on Coronation Street. Again. I just I just like the aesthetic. Give Billy something to do. Yeah, me too. But I, I don't want it I don't want them to say I don't want it to be like you know, is it Bistro, is it Chariot Square, and you're just going back and forth between them. I, I mean, I, I guess we'll find out in three weeks. I suppose if we're looking at, if we, if we happen what to catch... What do you think's going to happen? I don't know. Anyway, I, no, we don't know, do we? We've got, let's get, let's get going. Sorry, yeah, you, you we know, who knows what will happen bit. here. Daisy tells Daniel, oh, well, you should be happy because you've always wanted a simple wedding. You don't understand me at all. She's not wrong. She's, they, they fundament, if they fundamentally disagree on this, are they right for each other, Michael? I, I think that's the thing. I, I think that in many ways they are, in many ways they aren't. I mean, when they first got together a couple of years ago, I was aghast at the thought that Daniel and Daisy would get together. It was a total chalk and cheese thing, but I've definitely come Can to I... appreciate them a whole lot more. And I think, honestly, they they could have the, uh, some solid foundations here for a decent soap couple. And yeah, unlike, I really do Unlike think lots so. of other Coronation Street couples, they've actually put the effort they've got in charisma. to give them... Yeah, they've got the chemistry they've got together. They've Yeah, and they've, they've shown them relationship developments. Yeah, they've not yeah. just put them together and shoved them in the cu- cupboard for six months. And their we... dramas about their relationship in an interesting way. Yeah, the, the 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 problem is that they have fallen into a bit of the trap recently of oh what what let let's split them up oh they're gonna then maybe we won't get married oh I'm never gonna talk well, to you again on. but no no I know but yeah that happens I yeah and and but I, I don't think I don't think that they are gonna split up over this and I hope well, that they can we'll get to the end of the week and I'll tell give you what some time I'll tell you go what on happens. then you tell me if I forgot I was gonna say something gone. God, well, you have to um, just say what happened next. What happened next? Well, he wants a simple wedding. He does, yeah. Oh, no, it was right in the front <laughs> of my head. Maybe it'll come back to you. You can't have all this dead air, though. Do you I want, know, all right. Do you want me to take over the synopsis where you have a jolly good think? No. Uh, okay. Daisy tells Daniel, you, yeah, you don't want, you don't care, etc. She goes back home and she gets a bit of sympathy off Ken and then he goes off to see Audrey. Justin comes to the door though, and while Daisy is alone, and um, he's he's banging on the door, um, and she won't she won't answer it, and he's like looking through the letterbox, going, oh, "I just want to talk to you, I want to talk to you," and um, she's trying to ring Daniel, but he doesn't pick up the phone, and then he leaves. So Daisy's like crying, and she sits down to because she's still in she shock here. On she's crying, but then who turns up? He's come round the back. It's Justin. Yeah. And he says, I was worried about you, so I tried the back door. So she tries to grab her phone so that she can ring for the police or something, but he snatches it first and says, 
I'm confused. I thought you'd be pleased to see me. And he goes on about, oh, Daniel's not right for you. You know it. We, you got to accept us together. I know that you love me. I've done everything for you. Um, let's talk about what kind of wedding that we're going to have. <laughs> and she's like, no, no. Well, she, she's stuck here with this man. She's already bolted the door. So she can't run for the door to open it. Because by the time she got there, he'd catch up to her. She wouldn't be fast enough to but get how out. Did, how did Daniel get in if she bolted the door? Shh, don't ask. Don't ask questions. Um, so she has to sit in there. through the letterbox like a snake. She has to sit there and placate this scary man and agree with everything. Hmm. And she's terrified. And if as soon as she kind of, her eyes wander away from him or she doesn't look immediately excited about all this crap he's spouting, he starts getting angry with her. So she's got to kind of just sit and listen to him um and then we get to see daniel and ken they're coming home and they're going towards the pub and daniel's telling uh ken about being worried about daisy being stressed out he can't do right for doing wrong in her eyes and ken's like why don't you listen to her and see things from her point of view it's like ken if only you could have tried that on any of the birds you've ever been (laughs) out with daniel goes um home instead of going to the pub like ken asked him he walks in and he finds daisy with justin immediately orders him out daisy's crying in daniel's arms um daniel scarpers and justin scarpers (laughs) daniel's like this is too much for me i'm leaving um he says justin's left he's gone too far now we're gonna have to call the police so they do call the police and Craig turns up. And this well, this drove me nuts. Sorry. This is like what happened when somebody like drove into my car in the car park and just drove off. The police are like, oh no, so there are certain places where crimes don't exist. Mm. And certain things that don't, aren't crimes at all, even though they really should be. Like trespassing, apparently. If you don't break into someone's house, you can just wander around. And to the police honest, can just go, don't do that again. With the crime rate, the, the, rate, the way it is in Weatherfield, they probably have had to like up the up the barrier for what counts as a crime that's <laughs> like, worth investigating. Did he it's like, you? We've had serial killers living on here. A, a, a little, a little bit be... of stalking. Sorry, that doesn't quite cut it. Uh, no, uh, it doesn't count. No. Anyway, he's like, it is trespassing. It, we it's can not only exactly just... a missing crutch now, is it, Daisy? Come on. <laughs> Craig, yeah, Craig's very sympathetic and apologetic, but he's like, I literally am useless in this scenario and everyone says to be no thank you i'm like a bit gutted about the fact that jess hasn't turned up because it looked like daisy was really turning a corner with her and i think that maybe if jess had been the one that came out things might have gone a little bit differently but you for can't her. change the law it's not craig's fault the, the law is ridiculous no but at least craig at least jess would have maybe seemed a little bit more sympathetic and i think craig was probably written I don't know. He just came across as saying, can't do anything, sorry. Well, not yeah, really sorry, not sorry. Anyway, I've got to go home for my tea now. Mum, actual, mum's made me some fish fingers. I've got sort of some actual crimes instead of just all this... Like, but, but, but yeah, I think Jess would, I think we could have had a, a nicer scene. Uh, it would have been if, nice if to have had Officer Jess there, a then, police but. officer representing, you know, really frustrated that the, I can't help you here. Mm. Um... And and honestly, all the, all the police would probably, all Jess would be able to say to her is lock your door. Mm. And again, that just, yes, we all know that. Well, Craig... But it feels the same as saying, oh, you shouldn't wear short yeah, skirts. Yeah, I mean, Craig did say to Daisy... If well, you don't want to be attacked. 
um, he, he said to her, well, so did he, did he break in through the back door? And she was like, oh, no, the back door was unlocked. And he kind of very heavily implied. It was, it was almost victim blaming at this point, I'm going to say. But, you know, like, this well, is where... if you're going to go around with your door closed and not locked, then you're just inviting people to come in and hit your stereo. I know, that's really frustrating. You should be able to leave your door Yes. Unlocked. I know, but again, people will say, well, you know... There's a there's a level of of responsibility you take on yourself. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, That's, I agree with you. It's but a I'm very saying, silly yeah, law. but they, look, yeah, it is a stupid law. But this is the same thing as people would say to women, like, I want to go jogging at night. I can't because I might get murdered. And if I did get murdered, everyone would be like, well, she shouldn't have been out jogging at night, should she? What it's we, the same thing. What if like you lock your doors, you lock your gate, yeah, and then a a, a, a parachutist. Uh, comes through the loft window no I'm just saying no just goes into your garden it's like well you know if you're not going to put a if you're going to have an open garden (laughs) exposed to the elements then people have have every right to parachute in and steal your garden gnomes yeah (laughs) what what happens then because the the law seems to be if you break something or, or you, you, the thing well, is, it is breaking and entering. Yeah, I know, it? I know. But the thing is, though, what kind of what what barrier do you need? Is it really the like the lock? Obviously, doesn't stop burglars from getting in, does it? No, well, not but, very much. But you know, you're not supposed to go little... in there. Yes. I mean, and I guess this is how this is the frustration that Daisy's feeling, and we're supposed to be feeling it for her. But I, I'm just. I'm watching it going, is that really what would happen? Yeah, it is. That's really, oh. I know, it's stupid, isn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah. he leaves and I Daniel know, I, says... I, I need somebody to come and, and just try and walk into our house just so I can see whether this is actually true. No, I don't if, want if anyone to, wants to, come to volunteer to... No, shut up, please. For goodness sake. <laughs> don't. Stupid man. <laughs> For goodness sake, Michael. <laughs> Daniel says, look, maybe he we can't get him on a, uh, you know, for doing a crime... But it's still going to look bad for him in court tomorrow when we when we tell the the magistrate that, mm. that he did this. Later on, Daisy tells Amy. Also, this annoys me. The the laissez-faire attitude of of Daniel and Daisy to tell all the people that live in the house with them. Oh, by the way, someone just broke broke into the house. Who's a stalker of mine? Uh, just. But I'm not going to tell you that because I'm worried because you live there. I'm going to tell you that because I'm moaning about myself. Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, oh my God, guys, keep your eyes open. Make sure you lock the back door because this guy's a lunatic. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, she tells Amy because it kind of ties in with what she's going through. And basically Amy at this point is thinking, do I report Aaron to the police? Well, police aren't going to do anything to help you. Police don't like. do anything to help anyone around these parts, it seems. So yeah. in the pub, Peter tells Daniel, <laughs> I like this. He's like he used to. He's not his uncle, is he? Daniel's his uncle. Yeah. But let's pretend it's Uncle Peter, and he's just being a useless uncle, going, "Yeah, we should beat him up." I think. Yeah, you just so, need to. Yeah. So they old go, school justice. So they. they That's how we used to do it in the navy. Peter and Daniel. People are, came in, in uninvited into our submarine. Tell you. Smack him on the chops. Yeah. Peter and Daniel are having chips, and they see Justin loitering around outside the pub. Now this is dangerous. I was scared for them because last time. Justin saw someone with chips. He knocked it on the ground. Mm. They took their life in their hands here. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel's like, Oi, do one. Uh, Daniel's, Daisy's only been nice to you in the hospital one time because your mum had cancer. And and um, he's like pushing him around and stuff. And Justin says, Well, maybe Daisy would be better off having cancer than being with you. And Daniel's like, My wife died of cancer. Punches him, pushes him against the wall. And, and Peter's like, 
oh, calm down, that's enough, didn't see nothing, let's leave. And Justin's there, like, being a, a, an annoying creep. He's being a bit of an alia at the end, talk isn't he, again? Oh, no. Well, I mean, talk about tough. the juxtaposition here between him, when he was menacing Daisy, when she was in the dark, in the night, and mm. he was the only one around. He's a big hard man. And now he's alone with two blokes. Yeah. Suddenly he's crying like a big... <laughs> like a big flower. A big flower. <sighs> Friday. Daisy's upset in the morning. She Speaking has, of flowers. She, um, she, she knows that Daniel says he said to Justin, get lost. So maybe it's done some good. She hasn't got any messages. The back of the pub... Adam tells Daisy that she should tell Dee Dee about what Daniel said about confronting Justin. Yeah, because today's the day of I, I, you know, still after all this time doing the podcast. Can't it's remember. a non-criminal. Is it a proceeding? A, a court? A tri- it's not a trial. or uh, hearing? No, I don't, it, it's a thing, isn't it? If you're trying to learn is... about the criminal justice system of the UK by watching Coronation Street, you're already onto a bad. It's it's a magistrate's thing. thing where they decide whether they're allowed to legally tell Justin stay away from Daisy. Yes, and but Daisy's they... got Dee Dee as a as a yes. legal person, and Daniel's there with Adam. Yeah, and and um, the the magistrate says you. I don't know we haven't got that far anyway. No, what no, are you I'm just about? saying. I'm just saying that this is what right. was happening. Okay, today. Peter. With Daniel in number one, and Daniel tells him, don't talk, don't tell Daisy that we beat Justin up. <laughs> and then Adam walks in, and he's like, oh no, you've told me now, you've made a big mistake, you should never have touched him, I've got to go tell Daisy, so she's prepared. And Daniel's like, don't do it, no. So he doesn't, in mm. the end. Um, this this is just like what Imran was like that time. Oh, I've overheard you say it about a crime, and now I have to do something about it. No, it you don't, that, do you? the, the Faye and Ted thing? Emma. Emma, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you don't, you liar. <laughs> you didn't do anything about that. Um, so, where am I? Let's go to court. Yeah, I know, but I don't know where I am. You're right here, Dan. Daisy, so, yeah. Daniel, Daisy, Adam, Dee Dee, they're all in court. No, Justin, Justin. Justin hasn't turned up, and they're like, yes, I can say what I want now. And the magistrate does say, just so you know, because this isn't really a, um, this isn't really a crime... You really have to have lots of evidence for this. Which seems wrong. It should be like the other way around, shouldn't it? It should be like, for a crime, you should have lots of evidence. But for this, it's just the nonsense, isn't it? It doesn't really count. It's just magistrate's court. <laughs> so, um, Daisy goes up and she reads a statement. And I honestly didn't think this was very compelling. It, uh, I it was that... very realistic. And she said everything. But it wasn't like one of these heart-wrenching... You know, heart, I, I, uh, face scratching. We, we've got the most weeping. recent example of Alia's personal victim statements to compare. Is that what it's called? Yeah, to compare victim. it to. No, victim personal statement. Victim state. personal statement. That's right. That's right. And <laughs> and that certainly did seem to have a bit more gravitas behind it. It, it just felt um, like she was saying that she was scared and stuff, but I feel, I feel as though. I I kind of agree with the magistrate. Like, yeah, he's probably a bit annoying. I, I guess, don't. I don't get crime. that. I I thought she then, actually did quite a good job. I think no, Alia's was. A she bit did a more... good job, and if the if if the law was different, then she should. She should have been able to um get this order. I don't understand why this why this got such a high bar. No. It feels odd to me. 
Yeah, but it seems like be... an insurmountable. How on earth? Well, this Basically, is what they've been saying all to, the way through. He has he... to have grabbed her and gone, I'm going to kill you and, and stab you. Yeah, there's got to be a... He's a... literally not said anything like that to her. It, it just feels to me it's like these laws really were nice. written by a bunch of people that have never had to deal with any of this before in mm. their lives and can't comprehend how horrible it must be. So she finishes and Justin comes in and he's got a bloody neck brace on. Of course he does. <laughs> Daisy looks daggers at him. Yeah, well, he, he's he's making out that Daniel's attack on him was a lot worse than that actually was. I mean, it was fairly, fairly physical. He did rough him up quite a bit, didn't he? But probably not enough of to not. make him they require just, that. that. Daniel keeps giving everybody ammunition to, to use against Daisy. He's such a bloody lumpy idiot. So it's Justin's time to speak and he's like, oh, this is just a big misunderstanding. It's just coincidental. I didn't really mean to, to like be around her. She, you know, I just keep bumping into her and stuff. And uh, I was worried. I went into her house because I was worried about her. Not a crime, is it? No, technically it's not. Um, And also Daniel beat me up. How can you expect the court to believe that he was just coincidentally bumping into her when there's reams and reams of text messages of him. They didn't address that, which is odd. They, they didn't address that, and they didn't address the fact that Daisy slapped him around the chops last week as well. But okay, right, well. this, is, this is the thing, this is the issue that I guess I guess the thing do we want to make it a crime to message somebody? Well. Repeatedly. Because repeated, no, no, listen, listen, listen. It's all to do with how Daisy perceives his actions, isn't it? It's not like when you get stabbed, it's like, I can't, I'm going to perceive this in a positive way. It's like, you've actually harmed me physically here. Whereas this crime is a crime of perception, because if she actually liked him, she wouldn't mind. You can't criminalise somebody buying you chocolates no, and messaging you on Instagram. No, but she hasn't replied back to him, has she? She's been purposely yeah. not doing it. But to, to any sane person, sorry, this is clearly harassment. Yeah. Unwanted harassment. Yeah, I know, it. but is it criminal? And it, They say no. They say it hasn't reached the bar. Mm. It's nice to know that you can just walk into someone's house and, and send them messages. <laughs> doesn't it? Maybe I'll use that on somebody else. So um, he basically says, you know, I got beaten up by this guy. I'm sorry Daisy's upset, but I'm not a stalker. If anything, I'm the victim here. And they don't bring this up, but he also could have said, I don't mean to always be hanging around Coronation Street, but I'm actually a delivery driver. So no wonder she sees me all the time. In fact, half the time I'm bringing her bloody parcels. (laughs) Maybe she doesn't want a stalker. She shouldn't be ordering stuff. It's like you saying the postman's stalking me. (laughs) He always comes to my house every day and shoves things through my letterbox. And the milkman every day without fail. And the bloody binman every week <laughs> going through my stuff. <laughs> right, Daniel. Daniel says, um, "Well, this this is where D- Daisy finds out that Daniel is beating yeah. him up." And my God, D- Daniel, for for the limp-wristed poet that he pretends to be, he's always getting in trouble for beating someone up, isn't he? Pushing well, yeah, him, and, him and Chesney as well. <sighs> yeah. So he says, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a fairly slight. He, he's not as gangly as he used to be, is he? I think uh, I think Rob Mallard's been hitting the gym a little bit. He is. And... He is definitely a lean, isn't he? Yeah. He's a lean greyhound of a man. But but yeah, I, I think that he, you know, I think he's got enough a bit of power behind him now, more so than he used to. It's the power of rage. <laughs> so Daniel tells Daisy, look, I didn't mean to beat him up, I just shoved him against the wall and maybe I did punch him a bit. And she's like, oh, for goodness just li- sake. Just a little battering. <sighs> Light, lightly battered. Da- the magistrate says... And it was Justin Tempora. <laughs> <laughs> but Justin says... Uh, the magistrate says... 
Um, there's insufficient evidence here to reach a firm conclusion on the matter. Well, um, I understand that you're upset and it does seem like he's a bit of an aggravating little git, but I can't actually do anything about it. And Daisy's like, oh, what more? She stands up and she says, this guy's dangerous. What do you, what else can I do? And the magistrate says, right, Justin, I recommend you don't try to contact her again, but that's as far as I can go. Yeah. And I'm Strongly also, worded recommendation. I'm a bit yeah. worried here about the fact that that he says that your boyfriend beat him up. So maybe you should just just leave each other alone. <laughs> Feels a bit like um a teacher in a at the end of play going just leave each other alone, please. Yes, just you go to different ends of the playground. Don't talk to each other anymore if you don't like it. Yeah, just leave each other alone. Do you think that there's going to be Daniel? Having a bin, having a visit from from Officer Craig here or anything. I'm. Not I kind sure. of hope not because you know that would just be annoying, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure. Again, though, you know, the only person who's committed a crime here is actually Daniel. Mm. Well, you know, there's Daisy with the slap as well, wasn't there? Yeah. They... Did Daisy then get? Into... I can't remember. I've lost no, the, the police came round and he dropped the charges. Oh yeah, that's see, right. He, yeah. See, Dan, Justin could have said that too. He mm. could have basically. And, and don't forget, if you're the magistrate, you're just listening to this. And and Daisy didn't say Daisy's like saying, "Oh, he messages me on on Instagram." Who she didn't qualify it. I don't understand why she didn't say, you know, he sent me a hundred messages this day, he sent me five hundred messages on this day, he sent me, you know. Well, no, the courts had all of the all of the well, logs. They didn't seem to bother looking at them. No, no, they they said she said you you got all my logs, and, and, oh, the, right. and the magistrate was yes, yes, we do. Yeah, but I don't so read that nonsense. It was, it was boring. I think that by this point she should have had plenty of evidence. But what do I know? Again, it's not a crime. It's not a crime to to. I don't think it can be a crime to message someone on no. Instagram. I, I don't think it is. I think I think like, we we looked into this a few weeks ago and found that it's very very difficult. And I don't to get think you can make it a crime. How how could you? Well, I'm sure that some countries do. Mm. Just look at look into what they do and copy and paste. <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with it. I just find it's one of these things I just find really hard to get my head around how how you can prove it in court the same as what I said about coercive control it feels like they've got a better handle on that don't you think it feels like the courts have got a much better handle on coercive control and financial mm. abuse and all that kind of stuff well coercive control's just become illegal in the last few years I know here, but yeah it? exactly so it feels like I, it must be because of campaigners mm. well you would maybe then you know it is only a matter of time before stalking does well maybe this story will help yeah yeah possibly, possibly but unfortunately I think a lot of people Ah, uh, what if, what if and why doesn't she just with Daisy? And it, unfortunately, there are things where you think to yourself, why don't she just? Why don't she just? Why don't she just? And what would you do? What, what's your recommendation? Well, so, <laughs> Sit her down on the sofa. Listen, Daisy. Listen, Daisy. Lock the back door. Just kick him in the balls. <laughs> I don't know what to say to her. I. Uh, anyway, Dee Dee and Adam. Stop being so beautiful. Dee Dee and Adam are like, whoa, just avoid him and. Don't go on social media. It's like, oh, great, yeah. What a brilliant, fantastic idea that is. This is this is like the silencing of women in, in the public sphere, isn't it? It's like saying the same thing to po to female politicians. Well, just don't be a politician then. Don't be the mayor, Sally. Oh. You're going to get abused because of it. Oh, if you don't want to be catcalled, don't walk past a builder's site. In fact, don't walk anywhere at all, ever. Yeah, but if people are, you know, are posting flaming bags of dog poo through your letterbox, then just just screw your letterbox up. Then you can't get any post. 
and that stalker postman <laughs> is going to come around the back to deliver your parcels. Very true. Anyway, back at the pub, Daisy's fuming with Daniel because he made her look like a liar in court and now Justin's out there on the loose and she's not been able to stop him. And she's terrified. She's crying. She's done with this. And she goes into the bar. She's crying. And then bloody Justin's there again. And he's like, oh, sorry. I had to stop the judge from from stopping us from being together because we have to be together. And I, and I know you love me. And Daisy says, I don't love you. You're a freak. You're a vile little man. And uh, Daniel's there at this point. And mm. Daisy leaves. And uh, Daniel calls the police. And... Um, Police don't come back round again, do they? I thought, I the police are like, he... yeah, whatever. <laughs> Daniel Friday, goes Daniel on. goes to see Daisy in the back room and, and says that Justin's left and the police are going to come around later and, and says, I'm really sorry that I didn't tell you about pushing him over, but we're okay, aren't we? We're... And he, she says, we're so far from okay. This nightmare's going to carry on now and it's all your fault. You're selfish. You're going to make, you always make everything about you. Like when I had, when I thought I had cancer, you wouldn't shut up about how you felt about it. Now I'm being stalked, it's all about you again. I would have been safe if it wasn't for you with your macho heroics, which I think is such a funny thing to say to Daniel. <laughs> I'm saying at the Rovers tonight, you can leave. And he's like, oh, what, how long are you staying here for one night? And she's like, maybe forever. Jenny's going to be surprised. Hmm. The Barlow men convene at number one and Adam's like, you really blew this, Daniel, you stupid idiot. And Daniel says, oh, I need to sort this out. Again, Daniel, just leave it alone. You've tried. You try Every time you tried to do anything, he's so, he's so, the thing, the ego of this man, everything he touches turns to crap, but he won't stop, will he? Ever, ever, ever. He knows the right way to solve things in his brain. yeah. Exactly. Justin te- texts Daisy again later, but she's and, and Jenny's there saying, "Why don't you why don't you log it and log it and write it down?" She says, "What's the point? There's no point. Nobody's going to help me." Daniel comes in and he tries to apologise, but she doesn't want to talk to him and she needs some space. And and then she says, "I don't know if I want to marry you anymore." Oh no! Oh god! What a cliffhanger! Yeah, I was, as I was watching that scene, and sometimes when it gets to like nine o'clock, I think, "Oh, I wonder." If, is this going to be the last scene? Is this going to be the last scene? And, and that one is like, I, th- I think I've got an idea about how this one's going to end. And, and I was right. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that they're going to get back together again. Do you think that, do you think this is they the end for Daniel? Yeah, they can't. I mean, she hasn't said she wants to break up with him, but she has said, maybe I don't want to marry you. Mm. I still would be very, very surprised if we didn't have something, uh, a wedding now in three weeks, I suppose. And it does feel a bit like an empty track. She just doesn't want to be. It, it feels like an end of week cliffhanger oh, style. I know empty what track, I was going to gonna say now. What I say, good on Daisy, and I don't know if she's going to bring this up, but if, if I was Daisy, if I was, you know, just imagine if you can. I know it would be difficult. Whoa, imagine if you can. <laughs> this vision of gorgeousness <laughs> sitting next to me on the sofa. Imagine if I was as materialistic. I can't and imagine that in the slightest. And no. Daisy. I would be saying to Daniel, sell your house so we can get married. Yeah. We want to get married. I want this. I want that. I want a dress that's two and a half grand. I want a fancy um, palace to get married in. I want flowers out my bum. I want a massive <sighs> cake that's made of rhubarb and custard. Pay for it. Get, sell your bloody house and let's get this done. But why would you do that if you thought that you could get it through all you your social media? You can't get medias? it for free anymore because everyone's dropped her like a sack. Well, I 
I, I, do you think I, I don't know whether she's gonna gonna get them back it like we said I think it feels like they're gonna go down the simple route I need to see Daisy in a beautiful wedding dress otherwise the whole show is ruined yeah I don't want Daisy walking down the aisle in a sack I don't want her walking down the aisle in that horrible bloody thing she had before oh yeah do you remember that thing good, that was like the two tone wedding dress there how much of what happened today at the trial would you say actually was Daniel's fault do you they didn't actually say anything that would lead me to believe that he had a significant impact on the result of that trial because the judge, the magistrate was basically saying there's not enough evidence here. Exactly. Now, da Daisy's really latched onto the fact that as soon as Justin turned up, as soon as it was revealed that Daniel beat him up last night, well, that's what turned the tide. But I think really she's... I, if there's no evidence, there's no evidence. And I think that she's just... You know, she's confusing that with the fact that she's mad at Daniel for not telling her about you know, the, the beating up. The thing and about I, so this... I, I do feel slightly sorry for Daniel. And I, I know that he is really pompous and he thinks he's <laughs> always right and everything. But he was just trying to protect and stand up for his lady. And also it didn't help that Peter's going, yeah, just beat him up. That's what we used to do. Beat him up. And then he won't come around anymore. I mean, to be honest, it was a, it was a gamble. It could have paid off. Exactly. It Who could knows have if Justin would have gone okay I'm gonna get bopped on the nose every time I come round here I won't do it anymore mm. but what would you I mean if I if I defended your honour if we were in this situation what would you, what would you say if you Ooh. told can you imagine Oh, Mike was done a beating up for me exactly. what do you mean no, no I, I don't know I don't I think I can beat people up myself if I, if I have to I think you'd think it was hilarious if you found out that I did I don't know if I would it depends on what the what the consequences <laughs> were doesn't it the, yeah I guess so um you'd say I've, I've known you for, for 20 years and you've never defended me that Ever. way before and the one time you do it's just made things worse yeah um I wonder how much um Justin was kind of asking for it because it, it is a bit of a soap cliche and Maybe Justin knows this, that when there's a big event coming up, be it a trial or a wedding or a whatever, or an opening of something, there's always quite often something that happens just before that threatens to put a spanner in the work. Everything. Yeah, exactly. Now, did Justin realise, if I see? can goad this guy into punching me, is that a way that I can stop it? I mean, he, he clearly... Um, uh, I've forgotten the word, so I'm just going to say embiggened the, 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 his injuries. Exaggerated. For, exaggerated, thank you. For the, <laughs> it's a Simpsons word. Embiggened. It's um, probably for, for, cromulent. For, uh, yes, exactly. It is cromulent. For the, for this court, for the sake <laughs> of the court. Um, so... He, he was he was playing the game, wasn't he? Did he go round Daisy's house? Did he walk round the back of number one? Did he loiter around the Rovers in the hope of... What? Getting some, somebody to put a chimney on him. I, I don't know. It, it, it might be a tactic to take Daniel out. Now he knows that Daniel can be riled up like that. Mm. By getting him put in prison. Because yeah. he doesn't want Daisy to go to prison, but he do, wouldn't mind if we got Daniel out of the way. Yeah. And it's also like... You know, he, he says he's he's clearly obsessed with Daisy and delusional about her, but there's definitely 
a bit of slyness in there. Yeah, what, he is. When what, he, he smiled, that, that and... smirk that he gave—that what that wasn't the smirk. That wasn't a smile of oh hooray, we can be together. It when was when the magistrate, yeah, exactly. When the magistrate said no, you no can't. Sense. Yeah, he he was like mwahaha rather than oh hooray, it, the justice has been served. And and what was he thinking about going out with with her mum? I, I still think How that was that a weird, uh, that was a really weird detour for the story. It that, was. If that has set up something for later down the line, okay. But, you know, did, okay. What what was going on there? I don't know. The thing about this story that is always going to be a bit of um, a task is that it has to be a soap story. It can't be a completely realistic portrayal of a stalker. Um, there has to be twists, and there has to be there has mm. to they have to prolong it as well. It can't just go. Oh, we're the police. We take you seriously. We're gonna tell Justin off, scare him, and he'll never come back again. You know. Yeah. It has to. There has to be an artificially extended way of of making it entertain entertaining and not come to a conclusion too quickly. Like the the um the delivery company um going. Oh no, sorry, we can't get rid of him just because you said so. so. Even though she's got all this evidence and she's got a ring doorbell of him harassing her and stuff. You'd think that she could go well if you don't if you don't drop him off your off this round. I'm not asking you to fire him. I'm asking you to drop him off my round. Mm. And if you don't, I'm going to go to social media because I've got a massive following and I'm going to tell everybody about this guy yeah. and the fact that you won't help me. There are lots of things that she could do, but the other the other thing to keep remembering is that it's not always that simple. And there are women who are being stalked and they can't just you know click their fingers and, and solve it. Maybe some of these things are artificial and a bit silly um, and a bit contrived, perhaps. But the, <laughs> the story is still about something that actually does happen to people. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, the argument is, is, you know, well, you should make it more realistic because then people will properly understand. And, um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But it's also got to be entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I know. You mentioned the um, the ring doorbell earlier because we were wondering about that. Was it last week? It's not on actually the podcast? a ring. Doorbell, no, no, you know the video the video, video doorbell. doorbell. We, was it last week or the week after? We were wondering mm. about that on the podcast, and you know, if I was being stalked by a delivery man, and I I probably would use the use the video doorbell to check that it's not Justin because that that was good that they remembered it for but this what, week. But, okay, yeah, I know people keep saying all this stuff oh, she shouldn't answer the door or, oh, she shouldn't post on the internet. But you what? So we're just going to tell victims of, of this crime. I think it is criminal, you know, stalking is a crime, but it depends on... What what counts as... <laughs> exactly. This, this... Are you going to say vic- tell victims of a crime? Like, just don't never answer your door unless you know who it is. Why should she live in fear forever? She shouldn't, Do but she could what, be sensible. Yeah, but this is what you... Okay, this is your... You're going back to your own argument where you were saying about locking your back door and things. You shouldn't have to lock your back door. Somebody would say the same thing to you. Lock your back door and then people won't be able to come in your house. I just I just think that if I've got a way of telling who's outside and I'm worried that it might be somebody, I might check that it was somebody before I open the door. I know, but I have this. I'm at home by myself all day long. I've got a ring doorbell. Sometimes it doesn't load fast enough for me to be able to get to the door in time. Mm. Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I guess so. And sometimes I don't bother looking because why should I have to worry about... Well, you're not being thought. Yeah, but... Okay. (laughs) She could go to a nunnery and live there. Why didn't she do that? 
very good Do you toys. see what I'm saying? I understand, and everybody's going to have their own line. Everyone is going to have their own line about how far it is that you're now responsible for somebody else's actions because you have caused them. Um, mm. You know, walking around with a massive, like, gold bar in your hand through the worst neighbourhood in, in the, your city... Is it your fault if your gold bar gets nicked? <laughs> Lots of people would say it is a bit, isn't it? If you walk through there with just your, your engagement ring on, some people would still say it was your fault. But, you know, it starts to become less your fault and more... You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's where do you draw the line of, of your own responsibility to prevent these things from happening to you. But, unfortunately, it turns into victim-blaming. And always it feels as though when a woman is a victim of a, of a crime, it's her fault. And there's always somebody saying, oh, she should have done, she should have, she shouldn't have, she shouldn't. It's same apparently with this Amy and um, Aaron storyline that we're about to talk about. Apparently lots of people were saying that she was leading him on and it was her fault. I couldn't believe that. I've said that. I've not read anyone. I've heard that. people say that on mm. on social media they were saying that. Mm, okay. Um, so yeah, that that bit with the ring doorbell was. I'm glad that was brought up. And when he disappeared off of the screen, I think you you said that he's going to come. He's going to come round the back. So when he did come round the back, it's like, oh yeah, that was right. I, I don't know whether I would have found it a more impactful. Not blaming you, thing. If you hadn't oh, said, I think this is going to happen. But I get I get that somebody because 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 my complaint about Wednesday's episode, my main complaint was this feels like it's just on repeat. Justin appears out of nowhere, tells Daisy, we're meant to be together, or, you know, you're, I, I, you don't mean it when you say this, blah, blah, blah. She tells him to go away and then the police don't believe them. I'm getting a bit sick of it. Um, and I get that, that you know... It's a crime. It, it's the same Entering thing. the home, Listen. that's your safe place. Yeah. So it, it is taking it a step further, yeah. but... It's the same, mm. okay, this is the same problem that they had with Yasmin and Jeff, though. It's not a story about a, a, a thing that happens in a week and then it's done. Yasmin was abused by Jeff for a year. Yeah, I know, but at least he had a bit of variety to it. He didn't, though. He, he people, fed her a no, check-in, he, he put her in a box. People were moaning, so... always moaning about, about it and saying, oh, it's the same thing over and over again. People said that. Mm. I don't remember and that. And... And these long-running storylines are always going to have that problem. Well, I think it, it feels like it's maybe turned a corner a little bit now. And, and if the wedding is is three weeks away, then... No, it's off, Michael. I, it's not going to be We're not off, having then, a wedding anymore. I, I don't want one. I'm, I'm going I'm to be bold and say by the end of Monday's episode, it's probably going to be back on again. Why does she want to marry such a drippy, wet blanket as Daniel? <laughs> He's such very a tall. He's very tall. I don't know. All right, then. Um, okay, so, th fine, and I, I'm still very, I'm still very much um, um, interested in what happens with this story, and it's certainly one of the strongest stories on Coronation Street so far this year. Charlotte Jordan, still absolutely amazing. Charlotte? Isn't it? Ch Charlotte Jordan, Charlie <laughs> Jordan, still being fantastic. She's fantastic. And, and she's great at doing and the, oh, oh no, I'm gonna, my, my whole life's crumbling apart. Blah, 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 and brilliant. And, and Rob Marlott, the, everyone, Justin, yes, he's creepy, but it did just feel a little bit like been there, done that, different place. I don't this know week. who plays him. Um, and, Andrew Steele. He's brilliant. Yeah. He is brilliant. He's so scary and creepy. Very, very well cast. But I'm going to say, I think the other reason, and we will move on, I, I'm still not sure that he posed 
any real physical threats to Daisy. And I know, that I, I don't know whether we were supposed to think like, you know, is he going to grab her? Is he going to attack her? Is he going to rape her or whatever? Well, you, it's the unpredictability, isn't it? So when he came round there, yes, yes, it was, it was shocking. And yes, he's invading our home. But I wasn't in any way thinking, oh my gosh, I hope Daisy's going to be okay. It just is <laughs> a matter you, of time until saying. somebody walks in. I do know what you're saying. As a, as a woman, I think maybe it felt more scary to me because I would, you know, in that situation be scared and mm. I, I can imagine and I've been in situations where I've been scared I know you have the two as well though oh yeah 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 and I'm not saying only women get scared but um I I do agree with you to a certain extent I think the terror is there for people who've been in similar situations but you know like you were saying it's not like he was saying oh Daisy if I can't have you no one can or um, I, he, I'm gonna. He wasn't like fingers off physically pinning her down no. on the sofa and saying, "No, I just." He want was to saying, hug "I you. love you," which is kind of creepy. You know, it was what he was saying was gross. creepy. I just don't think he was. I I didn't feel that he was posed that she was in any physical danger. Not that physical danger is the only. You know, if he's not got a mm. knife to her throat, he's not threatening. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I know what you're saying. I I, I didn't. I didn't feel that... I think for some people it would have been enough. She... And for other people, like you're, like you're saying, yeah, you felt like, huh. Yeah. It is a, it is a soap. Yeah. And uh, people have been, you know, burned alive before. So this is, I mean, no, our... this is no big deal. <laughs> Listener John on the Conversation Street um, Facebook page was saying that it felt a lot like Alan Bradley and Rita kind of situation going back to you know, a very well, long time, 30 years or so. And I didn't feel that. I felt that Alan Bradley, not only was he... Well, he 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 was a physical threat, and you know, and mental, and, and I, I just thought that when 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 Alan had Rita there, like literally, she was in proper danger, and I I, I just didn't feel it. For, it for reminded me, Daisy's reaction reminded me of what we were talking about before when we were saying about how you react to things that scare you, and everyone says it's always fight or flight, and I said it's <clears throat> freeze and um and fawn, and that's what Daisy was doing. Mm. Fawn, yeah, trying to placate him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, but just we, think about. What? I mean, I know they didn't really, really do too much heavy-handed stuff. It wasn't a very long scene, but think about how disgusted you'd feel yourself, knowing, like, not, and it's not justifiable, but you would feel this way. Um, like you shouldn't feel this way, but you'd feel disgusted with yourself that you were placating this man and and so frustrated too that you were powerless and all you could do was go, oh great, Justin sounds brilliant, mm. you know being forced to be in the proximity of this man and and fawn so that you... Because you feel like you're in danger. Mm. Some uh, people are saying she needs to really start recording him. She needs to video him coming in there. She could, she could live stream him. She literally just needs to I know, whip I, her phone honestly, out. Again, yeah. Say, look, you said, oh, what look would you do? followers. You say, what would you do? I would use my, my followers. But, she's, but I, I don't understand why they haven't done that with her and then have her... Followers say, hang on a minute, this guy, the DJ that you accused of doing it, this could be the same thing. I think that some might say that, but I, know, I think but she has got be, a legion listen, of minions. Yeah, I know, could... but Michael, the, the, the story, not every person who is stalked has, a you know, tens of thousands of followers that they can just get to protect them. So the story needs to remove that advantage of daisies to, because otherwise it, the story could be over, you know, feasibly. By her but, doing that, do you see what do you see but, what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. But then that kind of ties into saying, well, it's 
it's it's tantamount to saying change the personality of a character for plot purposes and make your storyline you plot driven. What do you mean? If you say, if you could put any character in any story, then it's a plot driven story rather than a character driven story. So I do with anything. Well, if you're saying, well, we we don't want Daisy's advantage. I'm to saying, be used. yeah, no, no, no. So I've given you a way that makes sense to the character and the story to take that advantage away so that you can't just say, oh, why doesn't she just do this? Yeah. Because she does it and then everybody goes, oh, no, I'm going to turn my back on you. Hmm. You know, or, or maybe just Justin could do his own video and go, look, this, this woman's trying to ruin my life. Yeah. I'd be quite interested to see because her actual followers have been very quiet. The, the only people, the only person that we've seen you know, sending her messages recently has been Justin. This is the this she, is one of the got loads of followers, why why is nobody mentioning it? Why is nobody supporting no, it? Saying, oh, God, I feel really bad for you, Daisy. No, I know, but she's not talking about it on social media. The thing that the thing that's sticking out to me <laughs> is the fact that she's she's noticing these messages. Mm. I mean, I'm not we're we're not like mega popular, but we've got quite a lot of followers and we miss things all the time if she's as popular as they're making out a lot of his stuff would be buried really quickly and it wouldn't just be ding oh it's justin again ding oh it's justin again oh ding it's justin again it'd be like a million other things yeah in fact i don't think she'd be able to have a ding on her phone because she'd just be dinging all the time (laughs) speaking of dinging did you see that when um when beth was dinged from friends connect today it used the uh, apple um email no uh, notification sound. What a bunch of clowns! I know. Come on, come on, Curry, cheap. Right. Anyway, must move on. So the uh, sorry the... that was a massive long discussion. Well, no, that, I mean, that it, it was the A story this it week. It was, and, the and it didn't necessarily go the way I wanted it to. But I'm I'm still looking forward to seeing where it eventually concludes can because you... there are some great characters here. Yeah. The Amy can you read this while I quickly get a drink? Or are you going to get mad at me? No, I will. I will okay. endeavour to solo okay. podcast this. Um, no, no, it's okay. I'll be fine. But um, so as Gemma goes off, I'm going to remind everybody exactly what happened in the Amy storyline and um, we we were sitting there waiting for Monday night's episode of Coronation Street to start and the credits, not the credits, the, uh, the intro sequence was going I was like saying, Gemma, so arty start or not arty start for Monday's episode and uh, are they, are they going to go a bit experimental editing for how it all started because surely after the way that Friday's episode ended with, with Amy's knickknacks ending on that bottle they were going to pick up with that and I, I said to Artie, and they did go Artie, because uh, it starts off with Amy waking up. She's still clothed, so whatever you know happened between her and 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 Aaron, it, she it was just you know whip off the knickers to to do it. Oh my god! <laughs> what? So, so this is I what ha- this in. is what happens when you walk I in. <laughs> but yeah, she's so she's like what looking all around. She's looking confused. Here come the blurry editing and everything, and she's there. There's a there's a glass of water that says "drink me" on it. So so I don't know. Good job she didn't drink it because it could have made her big or made her really small. If Alice in Wonderland is anything to go by, she's looking confused and a little bit blurry. Don't eat mushrooms if you don't know where they're from. So um, at the garage later, Aaron is massively hungover not really coping very well with Abby's loud music that she's blasting through the stereo. <laughs> and then Asher and Nina come over and um, Nina's, Nina 
is um she she's just she's working for for seven water or some not seven water um Evian or whatever wasn't she because she's saying just drink water drink water I drink water I'm fine this see this is what we said Nina is is the sensible one in the friends group she knows how to deal with a hangover I say don't no you're supposed to have um electrolytes have like Lucasade or coconut water or what's those fizzy things that people like those orange ones Barocca yeah I say you just don't to... drink to begin with. That's no fun, Grandpa. Anyway, um, they they say, right, let's, I think they go down there, let's try the hair of the dog that bit you route and go back to speed dial later. Maybe have Summer come along as well. And Aaron, who is obviously split up with Summer recently, isn't sure that she's going to be interested in that. Then we cut back to Amy again. And Amy's wandering around the flat. She's still looking really confused. She can't remember what happened at the end of last episode. She's there in a dressing gown. She sees a message from Asha and Nina um, inviting her to speed dial later. And she's just, yeah, she's out of it. She's lumbering around. Literally, like, a flashback is ready to just leap out and pounce on her at any second. But, no, she does not know what went on. So, then we see um, later on, the girls are there at speed dials. We've got Amy, we've got Asha, we've got Nina. um, And Amy's, like, saying... I've just, I've just got this feeling that something, something's not right happened. This ain't weighing down on me, but, but what is it? I don't know. So she decides that she's going to leave. And as she um, exits speed dial, who should come down the stairs? But Aaron, she bumps into him. And now, at last, the flashbacks begin. Not quite as entertaining as Stephen Reed's flashbacks from last no, week, I have to say. Weren't. There's no Technicolor or, um, you know... Uh, portraits turning into Aaron's picture or anything but she starts to remember them sitting on the sofa doing the thumb war I quite like the flashbacks because some of them were from Amy's point of view and like the thumb war for example you could just see Aaron and his massive thumbs coming at you (laughs) and um and Aaron says look look I'm sorry that I left without waking you this morning it looked like you were sleeping Oh, I'll tell you what. Funny how um, we can tell that now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I couldn't notice last night. He says, you know, I think things maybe went a little bit far between us last night. We really shouldn't have slept together. I do love Summer after all. And I, and this is when... This is the first, this is the first that she's heard of it. She can't remember it. She, she can remember the lead up to it. But he's he drops that bomb on her. Oh, yeah, we slept together. We probably shouldn't have been. So they're all sitting down together in the um in the booth the booth at the table and speed dial later and Amy is looking like she does not want to be there at all. Aaron's all smiles because he thinks he's got away with it. Amy hasn't said anything at this point. Summer's there being more civil to him. So things are kind of coming up roses for him. He he's saying, Oh look, I'm sorry for everything that I did last week. Let's give things another go again. Um, everyone says, oh, we're all friends again. Let's let's have a photo to remember this glorious day when we all made up friends again. Waitress, come and take one. And it, I, I'm wondering whether that photograph is going to come up, come up again. Uh, somehow, I don't know, you know, is it, are we going to see that photo? Because Amy clearly did not Everyone's want to like, be Everyone's like, hooray! There. And Amy's like, oh, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, no, if I was the waitress, I'd be like, love, do you want to be in this or not? Because you're kind of, you you're ruining this. the shot. I've actually got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amy, Amy's not into this. So um, Aaron goes up to Amy at the bar later and says, look, 
Things are going great now. We can't have anyone find out about what went on between us. And by anyone, I mean Amy. You're a nice girl and everything. Oh, sorry, Summer. You're a nice girl and everything, Amy, but I can't risk ruining things with Summer now. She's such a catch. Well, exactly, yeah. And Gosh, she- you're going out with Summer. Say no more. Amy's like, all I need to know, did you use protection? And he's like, oh, I don't really remember. She's like, fine, I will deal with this. And she, she just leaves. She's absolutely disgusted by him stomps off um mm. to, to go and get a morning after pill um summer goes home um later to the flat and and she almost catches amy taking this pill but amy's able to hide it um quickly summer says well, what's up amy i'm so empathetic I, I can tell that you are that you are uh, not I your usual vibrant self that's the only thing that's wrong with me. Yeah, have you acquired... This, this is how I was getting a couple of years ago, I'm just saying. And Amy says, no, I'm fine, my head's just banging, I'm still hungover from last night. The topic of Aaron comes up, and, and Amy's sort of snappy about this. She's she's on edge. She says, look, I'm sorry, I just... I tried to contact Jacob last week, couldn't get last a hold night. of him last, last week, last night, whenever. No, um, well, she's just saying, look, I'm on edge... I got drunk, I tried to get in touch with my ex, yeah. I didn't get hold of him, and now I'm like, oops, that was a bad And Summer says, look, don't worry, you'll find someone else someday, it's going to be fine. So later on, Aaron and Asher and Nina are around the flat, they're going to watch a film together, and Amy, obviously not in the mood for this, she says, you know what, in fact, I'm going to go and stay at my mum's house for a couple of days, I, I, need, I need to get an essay done. I'm going to go to the pub and do an essay. Oh yeah, she was doing her essay in the pub today, wasn't she? Just so that Aaron could come up to her. It's like um, when Brian used to do his marking in the cafe, didn't he? It's like he? when it's Daniel like, does his you, marking anywhere. You, you get a, you get a better job doing it at home or maybe at school. Just just putting it out there. But anyway... Um, I can't do anything. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to do my work in public. Or... No, I couldn't at all. No, not because I would be disturbed by people, but I think I would disturb them because I've been working from home for like how long? Many nearly, years. Nearly 20 years, maybe. Yeah. Um, And I... I do all kinds of weird stuff. Like I say things out loud in the middle of a sentence. I tap my pen. I sigh really loudly. I make weird you, noises. You are a loud sire. <laughs> yep. Um, so that um, I've lost where I think I got kicked out of court once for tapping my pen. Did I didn't you? even know I was doing it <laughs> in the press box. So uh, Amy's um, Amy's gone off to number one later, which leaves Aaron and, and Nina and Asha there watching the film and. They're talking about Amy, and Aaron just is like wants to change the subject, um, and uh, he. Uh, oh no, this is just as Amy was getting ready to leave, wasn't it? Because she comes out and she leaves there, and he's he's still trying to kind of put it on her a little bit, or giving her equal blame. He says, "Look, I hope you're not leaving because of what we did," and she says, "No, Aaron, I'm leaving because of what." you did all the way through this week Aaron is saying we did this he's trying to deflect the blame and the question is does he think that he's equally blamed or is he just trying to hope that it sticks I'm going to cut him a bit of slack here and say that I don't think he realises what he's done I don't think so too I know you keep saying he's gotten away with it he thinks he's gotten away with it but I just don't I don't think he thinks that he's done anything worse than sleep with a girl when he was trying to no he's 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 got away with Summer not finding out. That's I what think. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think he thinks, oh dear, oh dear I slept with the wrong girl, mm. and um, maybe we shouldn't. We were both too drunk to really know what we were doing, so it's not really anyone's fault. Yeah, well, it, it, it kind of that all comes out towards His the end of the episode because the, the, I mean, Amy goes to to see Tracy. They have a lovely hug. That's oh, quite yeah, a that nice was a really scene, nice wasn't scene. it? I yeah. enjoyed that. Tracy um, being a good Asha mom. leaves Aaron and Summer watching the film. 
having a bit of a kiss. Um, what's wrong with Amy? Nothing, she's fine, says Aaron. Distressed about... Yeah. Like, uh, what do you mean, Summer? She's stressed about her essay. Do you remember when you were so stressed about your essay that you passed out about 500 <laughs> times and cheated? Yeah, she should have she's a She's like, I can't comprehend though, right. anyone else has emotions apart from me. Mm-hmm. Oh, then there's this one... Tra- I'd forgotten about this. happened. Tracy and Amy have that conversation about Rob, didn't they? And, uh, yeah. and Amy's saying... You know, did you did you do the right thing getting him arrested? And and does he did he deserve to be punished? And and w- would things have been better if Carla had stayed quiet? So this was going back to right. How so long let's ago remind everybody. Rob so was Rob, Tracy's um, fiance. So, yeah. Some might say the person that she was most suited to. Um, he was also Carla's brother. Yeah. He killed Tina McIntyre. Who yeah. was um having an affair with Peter Peter behind Carla's back yes and then he escaped from prison no 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 this is this is before he even went to prison wasn't it because what are they talking about this is talking about um, Tracy and Rob were getting married Carla finds out that what he did that he killed Tina or Tracy says or something anyway and then they they dob him into the police and he gets carted off on the wedding Tracy does Tracy does um, Tracy, yeah, turn him in. Yeah, exactly. And and so this is what this conversation was about. Should should he have got away with it? And Tracy's like, no, he deserved to be punished for what he did. So obviously Amy's thinking, well, does Aaron yeah, deserve, Aaron to, be deserve published, to be punished? Pu- pu- published. He be published. <laughs> published for what he did. Um, and and then um, Tracy, um, because because for some reason Daisy has asked Amy to be her bridesmaid when they're. Have they ever seen, shared a scene t- together even? I know they live in the same house and everything, but I thought it's it was It's pretty awkward. You probably feel compelled to ask her to be a bridesmaid. Probably, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, Amy's Looking like... bridesmaid dress. Yeah, and say, I don't want sleazy men looking at me. I, I don't want to wear these kind of... Yeah, these revealing outfits. No way. Um, she, so she's like, I, I need to get out some fresh air. Which, what, is... Tracy's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. No, Amy's like, no, nothing. Nothing, I just need some fresh air. So this is when we have the... Um, the confrontation with, um, was it, is this right? I'm lost again. Well, Sorry, Aaron, I'm skipping Aaron ahead. Sees... I'm just trying to get to this last scene of the episode, which was a really good one. Aaron sees Abby. She's got Alfie and he tells her that he and Summer are back together again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This, yeah, that's right. And then he sees Amy. and um, He's gone out for some air. Yeah, and, she, and he says, look, Summer's starting to get a bit suspicious. You need to just act a bit more normal. We pretend that nothing happened between us. It was just a drunken mistake. Everything's going to be okay. And she says, no, but it, it wasn't. It was more than that. I don't even remember us sleeping together and you're told you're telling me we did. Does that sound kind of kosher to you? How could I even have consented to that if I don't have any memory of it? And Aaron says, well, look, you can't say you didn't want it. You were kissing me. You must remember that, don't you? And then he starts getting really desperate and he's he's making stuff up and he's just saying, look, you were you were just as responsible. You wanted it. I think he starts saying you were taking my clothes off and everything, which... Did she? I, I don't remember I, that. She didn't. Oh, okay. She was there lying on her side I in know, the bed, I know. wasn't she? I know. I think a lot of people are really confused about this and it feels like Aaron is on the same track here um, about the fact that she was conscious and she wanted to kiss him and maybe she did want to have sex with him, but she was unconscious and then that that's when the that's when you stop I don't understand why this is a difficult concept, but it clearly is for some people. It doesn't matter what you wanted to do when you're awake. If you're asleep, 
you, that's the end of it. Mm. It's, it think... shouldn't really be... It shouldn't, it shouldn't be a question about this. I think you, what you said earlier about, you know, cut him some slack. He was very drunk. He thought that she wanted it. He doesn't think that he did anything wrong apart from sleeping with a girl when he's kind of still attached to Summer. But I think this particular scene where he's making up quite yeah, how into it to... she was shows that he is trying to cover his tracks a little bit here because he's probably very very ashamed of himself yeah because he's said... generally he's generally a nice guy isn't he and he this isn't the sort of thing that he thinks that well, he's this got is the point of this whole of. story and when i say cutting from some slack i'm talking about um let's all be clear here that even though he doesn't think he's done something wrong he has and that's the whole point of this story. Yeah. But I think I, I think that he knows that he's done something wrong. Otherwise he wouldn't point, have been making up. Uh, maybe, he maybe he's remembering it wrong. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe, maybe. he's scared be and, and feels like he has to lie to cover his tracks. But he still doesn't think he's done anything wrong. Mm. I don't know. But that's the whole point of the story. And, you know, we've, we said this last week, nice people can do bad things. Mm. It's definitely understandable and that it... he thought that at some point in the evening, she was up for a bonk. And she might have been. Yeah, but... But she was asleep. But when it happened, It doesn't matter. Wasn't. It doesn't matter what you were saying. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a big t-shirt that says, I love having sex with Aaron. <laughs> if you're asleep then it doesn't make any difference. You're asleep. You can't consent if you're asleep. It's that simple. We said last week about the analogy of having a cup of tea. You can't give a cup of tea to somebody who's asleep. So same thing with your penis. Okay? Don't yes. give it to people that are asleep. They don't want it. No. <laughs> um, so I th that was, I thought, a, a really interesting continuation of, of the story from Friday and, and that was definitely the A story of Monday's episode. El Mulvaney brilliant, I thought James Craven, Craven both, of the, both of the main players here did a great job, I, I just, I was fascinated in watching his reaction every time he came on the screen on Monday I was like, I'm studying, what what, you know, what, what do you think happening, what are you making up here what are you, but sadly yeah, it just dropped off a little bit on Wednesday and Friday um, so on Wednesday's episode, she's um, she ends up heading to the cafe because Steve's nagging about her sleeping on the sofa. He's obviously completely oblivious to the fact, you know, of why she is she's probably cutting depressed. herself off she for feels... the world. Yeah, she's been violated. She, exactly. she just wants to, to hide away in a little cocoon. You really don't And understand. to have your dad come along and saying, what are you doing, you lazy article? Get out of bed. Until, until you've had something like that happen to you, you can't understand how it completely changes your relationship with your body and you feel like everything in the world that was safe has become dangerous and it just you, you, even if you feel like oh you know i don't you just really it's just so the, the links the links with uh justin breaking his way into or Walking his way into number one for days. Well, it's a, no, it's a physical. No, well, it's a physical thing where she knows that something has happened to her body, mm. and that violation, you can't prepare yourself for how it changes everything about your about yourself and how you interact with the world until. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, totally. So the the really what happened on Wednesday to me, I'm saying was a little bit predictable. 
and it was basically Summer telling Amy, rubbing it into her face throughout the episode, oh, isn't Aaron wonderful? Look at my oh, man, we're back together never, again. Aaron's the best she's guy. She's never got so- a nice thing to say about anyone until turns out he's a rapist, and suddenly she's like... Aaron's so nice. Yeah, because she she sets her and Aaron up on a double date with so, um with Amy and and well somebody doesn't actually turn up from from university and Amy's like I don't want that. Thing, isn't it? Yeah, like, you, I, it, it was. That's what I'm saying. It was classic. But to me, because I wasn't particularly feeling Wednesday's episode, I was mega tired on Wednesday. Right, yeah. I have to say, but I, I thought, oh, here we go again. Everybody's saying what a great guy Aaron is when Amy's just thinking he raped me. So, um, she hasn't that said was, that yet. No, she had the word. That's really that's what's been interesting in this. The Can word I, rape I hasn't been say, uttered in Coronation Street at all. The consent was once on Monday, but they're slowly. Is, I want to say something about the. There are certain trigger words in our in our society and our culture that are so heinous that the conversation shuts down immediately as soon as you say them, and they're. I'm thinking of various words, but the two there are two words and they both begin with R. One is racism and one is rape. And I think if you accuse somebody of either of those things and they think they haven't, it gets shut down immediately because they're so awful. Mm. To be accused of either of those things are so awful and they conjure up incredibly violent images of really awful things. But there's, there's definitely a spectrum, and I know that people can get mad about me saying that, there's definitely a spectrum of violence involved in both of those on one end and another, right? But it's all the same thing. It's all that that word is, it describes the action that has taken place and it's not jumping out of a bush and, you know, holding a knife to somebody's throat and forcing them on the ground. Mm. But it's still the same thing. And because your connotation for that word, that word of rape, is the that one... Because of what he did isn't that, he's gonna reject that label completely and not and not want to have a discussion and Yeah. And I think a lot of people also would be quite reluctant to, to say that that was rape. Well I think what And that he is a rapist. I can't remember that it was tonight's episode. Can you episode. see, can yeah, you yeah, see okay. though the word has got so much stigma that sometimes using that word to describe something, even though it is correct, shuts down the conversation immediately. And you can't talk about it anymore because people just don't want to listen. You could see, you and, see. on either... T- yeah, you could see on... T- I, I think it was tonight's episode when he says to Amy, you know, those things that you were accusing me of, he didn't, he didn't he want to... He wouldn't say it. He didn't want it. to say the word. But yeah. He knew what she was implying when she said I, you know, what you did on, on, on Monday. So, um, yeah, he's... This is... Yeah, we can't have a discussion. You know, we can't... We can't have a discussion about these things or people make up words that soften the blow a bit you know mm. like conscientious um what was, what was what was the police what were the police saying about when that guy was the policeman was racist racially profiling there yeah. was a word that they used like unconscious, unconscious bias. bias yeah we make up all these these kind of uh softened versions so that we can talk about them and you know, if somebody said to you oh yeah you're, you're unconsciously biased against somebody you'd be like oh, Oh, I don't. Am I? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't sound like me. But if someone says you are a racist, you'd be like, "No, I am not. I'm not going to even talk to you about that." Mm. I'm. I'm waiting for Amy to say it because this week, as is probably per- perfectly natural for what would happen if you're in that situation, she is just kind of hiding herself away, isn't she? But at some point, she, I think she's gonna. She's gonna start, you know, 
fighting back and then There's accusing no... him and saying, look, let's I think not she, pussy I think there will be here. a big scene where she says, what yeah. you did to me was rape. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting it this week, but yeah, and, I guess it's too uh, you know, soon. And again, you know, with saying, saying, you know, oh, Aaron's a nice guy and Aaron blah, blah, blah. I think we need to all acknowledge that nice guys do this. Yes. You're more you're more likely to be attacked and, and raped by somebody you know. Mm. Nice or not. And, and in a place that you think you're safe. Um anyway, that that was basically Wednesdays. It was just a lot of summer saying, Isn't Aaron wonderful? And Amy, you look really sad, but don't worry, me and Aaron have got your back. My and... my boyfriend's definitely not a rapist, he's the best man in Weatherfield. Yeah, basically. And and then that was also that episode also had the scene where Amy finds out that the police have been a bit useless to Daisy, so she thinks, oh, maybe I won't bother reporting Aaron then. So that takes us to today's episode. I am interested to know if she will ever get the police, and, you know, what would they do? I think they will. Yeah, but what would they do? I don't know. Nothing we can do. There's not been a crime committed here. I'm not very confident about, about how to talk about this story. Like, some things I feel like, yeah, I can definitely say what I'm, what, what I think... And I feel like this is the correct You're thing. usually very good at being... Uh... But in this case, I'm like, would telling the police, is that going to benefit the situation? Is that Does Aaron need to be taken to court over that? I don't know. Well, yes. I don't know. Um... Is... Does he just need to... I don't know. It feels like he just shouldn't... It feels like he... Just have a stern finger it, wagging. No, don't you do know it I mean? again. Yeah, but... I agree. I agree that he needs. I don't know. Do you see what I mean? It's so confusing. Mm. This, Look, because he should know. He should know. He shouldn't. It shouldn't be like, oh, he needs to be educated. Because it feels so obvious to me that you don't. Intoxicated or not, you are responsible for what you do. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Right. Today... But again, you know, a lot. No, but I'm just gonna say a lot of people definitely. And I don't. I don't know if I'm this. I don't know what I think about this. But a lot of people say that for lots of crimes, you shouldn't be put in prison or whatever because it doesn't help you to not do the crime again it has no bearing on whether you're going to do the crime again it's about punishment does what does that i guess the real question is what does amy want to do mm. well from the, from the looks of when's of friday's episode she she's trying to get aim um summer to to go up to st andrews to university isn't she because oh so handily amy a summer is now saying, oh, I'm going to go to Manchester University so that I can still be in the programme. And Amy says <laughs> Amy's kind of subtly trying to get her to Just get away leave, from him. Leave the show. Or, it, or is she is she trying to get Summer to move away so that Aaron will go with her? No, I think she's trying to get... Do you, do you, I, do you think that at this stage that Summer... Um, Amy's viewing Aaron as a, as a predator... I don't think so. Then why is she worried about getting Summer away? Because she, no, she definitely, she definitely says to Amy, sorry, she definitely says to Summer, don't worry about a boy, a boyfriend, don't, don't she's just, plan I think, your university I don't think, boy. I think predator isn't the right word, but I think she's maybe trying to say to Summer, you don't know what, you don't necessarily know him. As well as you think you do, you don't know what sounds he's like capable summer, of. Sounds like Aaron doesn't know himself either. No, well he's he he's, thinks of he's wrestling with guy. this all week, there isn't is... he? He, he? This is why when he's saying, I, "Look, that thing you said about me—that's not true," and he's going, he goes back and forth throughout the week of 
thinking, oh, I'm brilliant, everything's great, I've got summer back to me, and then it, like, dawns on him what he did, and he kind of tries to bury it down and go, right, I can't think about that now, I've got summer back, isn't everything great? I think the point of this story is that it's not clear-cut at all, and there's no... There's no one right way to think about it, I think. It's clear cut to the viewers that he raped her. Though. Oh no, I know, I know about I know that, but well, we don't know what he thinks or what he's gonna do. Is he gonna do this again to somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and, and that and how awake how how uh what's the word? In control of himself was he? Mm. If, and this is the point of it, though. If he's done this once and realised, oh my gosh, that was awful, is it? Is that experience and the feeling of, I can't believe I've done this, enough to stop him doing it again? Or is I this guess, the start of a slippery slope? Yeah. I where guess he's the like, point, I got away with it the first time. Or... I guess the point is that it is really murky and confusing. But like you said, there is one obvious, clear-cut message mm. about, you know, consent has to be um, free, freely given... And enthusiastically yes. given, and it has to be. It's not just one and done. It's not just like yeah, let's do this, and then you can't back out now because it's not fair. Mm. You know, it's like you can change your mind at any point, and if you can't, if you're not physically able to change your mind because you're asleep, but it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we had. I think that there's a scene towards the end of the episode tonight where Aaron sees Amy in the pub and this is when she's doing her marking or not sorry not her, <laughs> her, her essay and then and he's just saying don't tell Summer don't tell Summer and I don't think it's necessarily a don't tell Summer because it was a criminal act that I did he just yeah. thinks I'm on a good thing with Summer I've only just got back with her this could set us back this could ruin us he doesn't please don't know. spoil it no he, he he's realize. basically saying he's almost kind of saying. No harm done. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get it at all. He doesn't get it at all. No. And it doesn't make it. Or he's just trying to. Better. He's just in denial about it, and he kind of does. Well, that's what get I meant it, when I was saying. But doesn't want to think about that's it. That's what I'm saying when I'm saying it's it's a bit murky. What mm. does he? What is he actually thinking? We know. We can tell what Amy's thinking. Yeah. She's told him what she's thinking. Yeah, we can't know what he's thinking because he hasn't got a confidant, of course. But well, some, he's only you would tell anybody. No, no, exactly. You wouldn't, would you? So we, we're having to assume what he's thinking. Oh, goodness me. But anyway, um, so I, I did I did quite enjoy it. I thought that the, the whole, isn't Aaron wonderful? I thought that was a bit cliche. I was just really, really surprised that this epi- this storyline didn't get as much development as, as I thought it would following the... I don't know what's The big gonna... announcement of here's a big story. I really don't know what's going to happen with this. No. Character. Well, at, at least Amy's not going to get pregnant, and that's something we didn't even didn't, didn't even discuss in last week's podcast, was it? Because it seems you can't have a one night stand. Or, no. Not that that's what this was or anything, you but can't. you can't sleep with somebody once on Coronation Street without getting pregnant. It seems, but at least Coronation Street have said no. It's not going to be that kind of story. I mean, line. it is possible in, in a very small yeah a, a but, amount of of times for that to oh, of course, not work. But, but let's not go down that route. No, I, I think this is Coronation Street's way of saying no. That's that's not what's going on. It's like here. stop making theories about it. Mm, mm. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that we're going to have more of this next week. I don't want it to be left just to, to quietly disappear off and then come back again in a few weeks. Let's let's keep this. Let's keep the traction going on this, please. Fair, fair enough that the stalker storyline, 
you know, the, the court case was today and everything. They wanted that to be the A storyline, but now it's this this storyline really has got to come to the fore next week. Otherwise, it be... it's going to be a, a real misstep, I think. It'd be so easy, much easier to talk about this storyline and to discuss the storyline if he was like a moustache twirling villain. I know. Who had done it on purpose <laughs> and had uh, completely, you know, full, full use of his faculties and was purposefully preying on her yeah but this is important because this happens more than mm. you know violent stranger danger sort of <laughs> encounters do i know but we and i i hope that i hope that people who watch this are going oh wow she's her fault she shouldn't have led him on i hope that by the end of it they have changed their minds because it's so disturbing to me that you could watch what happened and gone oh yeah, she it's bizarre. She was def she definitely seemed I could understand people thinking that she would have been up for it at some point, but when by quite a while before the deed happened, she she clearly wasn't. No. Right. Um let's do the next storyline then. It's the gross uh, to the watch Marco it. Yolo storyline. So Beth Kirk, Hope Sam, wow. Fizz, all the whole shebang. I wanna just um give a a massive thumb down to Coronation Street for irresponsible behaviour modelling on this show. What? They are absolutely awful. They are letting people get away with terrible, terrible things and acting like it's no big deal. Yeah. Two milkshakes and a hot chocolate on Friday <laughs> for Hope. Can I you know. believe that? I know. She better watch out. It's not she's she's gonna end up call it, causing herself some damage <laughs> with that chocolate overload. She's alright, she's she's bagged herself a man now. She can afford to let herself go. <laughs> <laughs> right, on Monday, uh, Sam and Hope are having a chat at the uh, the bus stop and whining about adults not believing them uh, about things such as being slapped. And so Hope says, I'm gonna bunk on school, I'm not gonna not gonna be I'm go I'm gonna be needed for a storyline during the day, so I need to find another excuse for me not to be at school today and today's one's just gonna be can't bother to go in. So Tyrone goes around the factory and he's like, I just got reminded that like this time five years ago I was shagging around with Gemma and it made me horny. Do you wanna come back for a bit of <laughs> lunchtime delight? And um Lunchtime delight. Ben Fizz says great stuff and Beth is looking on all jealous. Yeah, yeah, sure. She she doesn't like the idea of Fizz being wooed, and she wished that Kirk would be a little well, bit more. Well, she's estranged. Hmm? Aren't well, they? Aren't they mad at each other? Um, at this I, point, um, yes, they are. So she's jealous of having a man. Yes. So um, <laughs> Tyrone and Fizz go back, and they're they're. Yeah, Grace and they're just—they're not Sarah. just having a just having a bit of a, mm. a, a, a and then, snoop. Oh no, Hope comes in. She's eating chocolate mousse. That girl, I tell you what, has the actress got a clause in her um in a in a contract just like um Brad Pitt seems to, where he has to be eating something all the time he's in. Tell you what, if I was you know a rising star like Bella Flanagan, I'd be I'd be wanting chocolate have, in my contract I'd have a rider, as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they say, look, you can't just bunk off school and do what you want. And she's like, I don't care. And um, she's listening to your headphones on and Hope uh, Fizz tries to take them off and she's like, oh, don't hit me! And all flinching and, and oh, oh dear. Um, obviously still got PTSD. This, this is where it comes ben. out. And we don't see the scene, do we, where Fizz and Tyrone realise, wow, she wasn't Hope is... Lying no. About being hit. In the pub, Kirk is jealous of Beth being wistful about her ex, Marco. 
So, Fizz and Tyrone march into the factory and confront Beth about what Hope has told them and Beth admits that she did actually hit her. And so they tell Kirk, oh no, they aren't mad at each other. I can't remember. Oh no, they're not at this point, are they? It's so no, you're right. To no. Remember. It was after this, no, sorry. Yeah. We got so they all try to get Beth to explain herself. And she's like, look, Hope was saying mean things about, about Peanut and she tried to get her killed. And then Carla comes in and says, no, we're not having a conversation. We're having a, we're making knickers. Get out. Shut up. Make knickers. So they have to disperse. And so Sean and Beth talk about this later. And Beth says, um, Hope did deserve a clear on the ear, actually. <laughs> and she tries to get Kirk to forgive her for lying to him, but he doesn't think he can. And she, and she's like, she's like, oh, please, let, let me make it up to you. And he says, I'm going to sleep in Peanut's room tonight. Which I thought was quite funny that um, Peanut's got his own room. <laughs> Later on, Kirk joins her in the break area and he wants to make up. But then Beth gets a ding on her phone and it's a friend connect message from Marco. Oh no, it's, sorry, th- th- I'm completely right. This note isn't completely in the wrong no, place. Wrong. I- ignore yeah, that. That is wrong, no. That's completely wrong. He's going to sleep in Peanut's room tonight. Yes. And then at tea time... Fizz and Tyrone talk to Hope about what's happened and she's pleased that they believed her at last but annoyed because she wants them to go to the police. And on Wednesday she's still annoyed and Beth's um, also still annoyed, well, Kirk's annoyed with her. She's late to work. They're not talking, are they? They're not talking. It's been a Beth and Kirk fallout. Sad. She... She not writes, quite as compelling as Daniel and Daisy fall out because like we said they've actually built something up with that relationship and I, I'm not I've never really felt that invested in Beth and Kirk even though they've been an item for quite a long time I'm not I, I... Fizz gets handed this note that Beth Beth has written to say sorry to Hope for she's, smacking she's her in the face. Really sorry with one else. She's she's got all these spelling mistakes in it. She says she's really sorry, and Fizz says okay. She says I just panicked, and um, I don't think she did panic. I think she just hit her because she hated her. You don't just because you're panicking. It uh, doesn't give you any right to hit a child. I don't think that's going to stand up in court, is it? No, I don't. I don't buy that really. Um, Fizz is like I, I understand, but I can't forgive you. After school, Sam tells Hope that he's struggling with a project. He got to make a diorama of a jungle. Like you do. And Hope says, I'll help you. Yeah, DT project. In the cafe... Have you, have you ever made a diorama? No. I never... never I don't... I thought it was an American school. thing. I That's what I'd say. Yeah, literally. A diorama is... Yeah, is what they make in American programs. The only time... I think I only know, know what a diorama is because of The Simpsons. The Telltale Heart diorama. Yeah. And then, like, science fairs and things. It just feels completely useless and pointless. Well, I, I, I mean, I would say anything. that DT project, you've got to make, you know, a product that does something. Who's buying a diorama? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, what do oh. I know? I don't know. I'm only a teacher. I uh, hope... We've never made one. We make things like cam toys and... Um... What? What cam toys? You know, little thing what, that you twist and turns up and down. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that sort of sort of type of cam. Thank you very much. And and we make we made photo frames. I remember and... we made a stupid like buzzer that told you if you're watered in your watered your plants. Oh yeah, yeah, water sensor. Like, um, that's a secondary school project, though, isn't it? I don't think I did anything in middle school. We make catapults. It's great. Lots lots of things out of wood. But not dioramas. No. But 
No, and you certainly don't Maybe get sent home to do. make them. I don't think so. In cafe, Beth tells Maria what's been going on and she's like, oh, Kirky's not talking to me. She brings a memory box to the pub and shows him all the bits inside and starts tearing up, And but he's still stony-faced. He needs more time. I, the memory box was kind of sweet, but I'd prefer it if they'd actually properly raided the archives and found, it, um, and found some stuff that we as a viewer might go, oh yeah, remember that? Because yeah, I know. there was what, a lock well, of his have... lock of his hair from the... That the... was a memory. Yeah, that was a... bigamous wedding. Yeah, but I think everything else that they brought up had just been made up for that scene. But So, Maria sees Kirk in, in the street and she's like, hello, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there was twice in Wednesday's episode where hey, she refers bro. to him as, yeah, brother or bro or something. Because... Like, if you're going to forget that anyone is related I on Coronation Street, it's I, Maria and I Kirk. keep getting confused and thinking that they were dating. I know. That's a bit weird. It's not but, weird because I don't have a good memory. Like, I, I think pretty much every other sibling on the show is like, well, yeah, of course they're siblings. But these two are just so chalk and cheese and they don't have it's anything like, to do with each other. Are you sure that you weren't left by fairies? <laughs> I think that, to be unfair, and, and I know that I, I'm not, you know, Kirk's biggest fan, but when when he does serious stuff, some of the best serious stuff he's done has been with Maria. I think he does. I just don't think he is very good at pulling off, even like with with this week's. Oh, I'm gonna fall out with Beth. I'm gonna take the moral high ground here, and oh, I just think I'm, you know, it it doesn't ring true to me at all. But when he sits down and has some lovely sibling chats you know when Maria's has been going through some rough times I think that those two do have quite a good relationship the but, trouble is his but yes you may forget that they're related his sad face looks like his confused face he's only got one expression to no he's got that and he's got the hey kind of face doesn't he and that's about it that's his range so Fizz comes and says oh this letter that um that Beth, Beth wrote, wrote the sorry wrote letter yeah Maybe we should draw, draw a line under all this and maybe you should forgive her. And Kirk looks like he's relenting. Back at home, Fizz has been, um, Hope's been pre- presented with this letter, but she's not very impressed about it. And she's like, this is rubbish. And there's she spelling says mistakes. that it's spelling mistake, doesn't she? Yeah. And she says, "Can I need to help Sam with his homework. Will you help me? And uh, she twists him around her little finger and basically gets him to do most of it. Tyrone, yeah, he makes, makes a lovely diorama of a jungle. For what purpose? Anyway, just for Kirk, looking nice. Kirk finds Beth nursing a drink with a memory box and he starts going through it. But then he finds a letter that's from Marco and he realises it's not a memory box of their relationship. It's just a collection of stuff from all the blokes she's shagged. Yeah. So he's not impressed with that. <laughs> that was funny when Steve came in because um, when Beth came into the programme and she's been, I don't know how long Lisa George has been on the Corrie Casties uh, now. It's been, how long do you reckon? Oh, seven, eight, nine years? Oh. Or has it been even longer than the podcast? I, I literally, think... I don't remember. No. But when, yeah, when she came in, she had, she was an ex-girlfriend of Steve's, wasn't she? Yeah. And, um, and he was like, oh, I'm going to reconnect with this fit bird that I used to go out with. She was a model. And then, unfortunately, when, when she comes in, he's like, oh my gosh, she's really let herself go. But yeah, so that, that was what that was a reference to. But there was a, there was a scene where... Um, where Steve comes up to the bar on Wednesday's episode, I think it was, and Kirk's like saying, "Yeah, Steve's probably got a pair of your old wife friends in it. It was quite funny. He says he doesn't wear wife friends, he, he did, wears yes. boxer shorts. Sam comes down to number nine and is shocked to find that Hope has made this diorama and he's like, great. Later on, <laughs> Beth is going on to Glenda about 
this was funny because Beth's going, look, Glenda, I used to have this well-fit man. He was dead gorgeous. He was so handsome. He could have been a model, but he moved away. Glenda's like, I don't believe you. She's like, no, he was dead fit. Look, here's his Facebook page. Or well, friend space or space mates or whatever. And um, Glenda looks at his Facebook. She's like, yeah, he is proper fit. And it says he's back in Manchester. And she clicks on it and sends him a friend request on uh, on um, Beth's behalf. And she's like, oh, no. See, I wonder whether Marco's going to end up being mega shallow. Because it's been, you know, it's she's not been going out with this guy since she's been on the programme. So, and if Steve didn't recognise her from when he first dated her, then maybe, maybe. Marco's going to be in for a bit of a surprise. Maybe it's going to be full circle and Marco's going to be a big bloody... Well, um, she has seen more. She bald, has seen photos of him, but maybe chap. they're not so, recent. I've got photos of me on the internet, and I've not got any from the last five years. Five years. No. So I could catfish anybody. <laughs> on Friday, Tyrone talks Biz down from being too harsh on um on Hope because she's got a messy room because she's been abused. Yes. Beth and Kirk are still arguing. Oh bless you. About this this um slap at work. You've moved it so I can't read it. Sorry. And and Marco's letters. And Fizz and Beth are, are bickering as well. And Sarah's going, shut up. Let's get on with work. There's an and awful lot of bickering. Kirk's going, oh, I'm going to move out. But then they make up again. And then Kirk goes to the loo. And Beth's still looking at pictures of Marco. And Glenda's like, oh, hey, what's this? <laughs> so, back at work. Have you? Have, where's the bit that you took out? Oh, yeah. It's probably here, isn't I it? So. I'm just going to... Control and V. Oh no, sorry. There we go. Later on, Kirk joins her in the break area. Okay. Yeah, Kirk wants to make up, and this is when she gets her friend connect message to accept Marco's. Uh, Marco accepts her uh, friend proposal, and she's hooray. And then they're all happy together. And then um, they're back together. Sam again, and Hope hooray. come back from school, and he wants to hang around with her. So they go to the cafe and have milkshakes. And then Sam says to Hope, are we girlfriend and boyfriend? Yeah, because they're holding hands, aren't I they? I know. <laughs> that was quite sweet. And they say to Summer, are we, are we going out with each other? And she's like, yeah, I guess so, if you, if you like each other. I can't, I can't think of anyone worse to ask for relationship don't ask advice any, don't on, ask to be Summer. honest. Yeah, so. Like, who would you ask on the street? Glenda. She, I don't know. Glenda go, oh yeah, get in there, my son. <laughs> Um, anyway, so she says, yeah, and then they say, what do we do now? And she says, don't, don't ask me. That's <laughs> <laughs> another storyline completely. Um, back at home, well, they're, they're officially dating. Back at home, Fizz says... They put an announcement in the Weatherfield Gazette. <laughs> That's what they used to do. <laughs> do you remember we were watching old episodes of Corrie and, um, Elsie Tanner's put a, a notice in the newspaper telling everyone to stop talking about her behind her back or she's going to take them to court. Oh, yeah. Love it. We should, <laughs> this is what people used to have to resort to before Facebook. Yeah. So, um, Fiz, Hope's so happy that she tidies her room and Fizz congratulates her. Back in the Gold pub, star. Beth tells... Glenda. She's going to meet up with Marco. Okay, to get... I've written Miley here. That oh, would be sorry. a bit of a twist. Beth, Beth admits she's going to meet up with Miley, Miley. to get her records back. <laughs> and Miley's like, look, I'm sorry I took them. I was a baby. I didn't know. <laughs> so, yeah, Beth Ma tells Marco, Glenda... We've, we've kind of... I've missed some... Listen. Yes. You, Beth on. tells Glenda, 
Marco's got some of my old records. So I'm gonna go and meet up with him to get them back. And Glenda says, you're playing a dangerous game. And that's the end of that story. Yes, that was the end. Not, not the most... Uninspiring, to be honest. It was, but I think it was because it's a Beth and Kirk storyline. And, and this kind of... When I look back at the week in general and think, well, was it a good one or not? The fact that this... But Beth and Kirk were, were the lead players in the storyline and Faye was the lead player in another storyline. It's it's not going to come out smelling of roses, really. Um, I don't... I don't think that they are... They, they, oh, there's no think about it. They're not going to split up Beth and Kirk, are they? Well, there's not no for point. good. They're not, they also, I mean, I know you, Coronation Street are invested in I these two, and they like to push them away and put them in a box and put them there for years so they don't appear on screen. So it's very handy that they're together. So yes, maybe they will split up temporarily, and um, even even you know they got together in today's episode, and and I've got a feeling that Beth's going to go and see Marco, and Kurt's going to find out and dump her again. But they'll be back together again, don't you think? Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? I know I, I interrupted you. Well, no, go tell, tell me. I don't what... remember. It's okay, I'm just going to ask you a question. Tell me what you thought about this storyline. Um, I, I, I mean, Beth and Kirk are not my favourite couple, but I think we always overlook them when we talk about long-standing couples on the street. They have been going together, and I... going steady for a long time now. And although they feel odd together, I don't think they work with anyone else. Well, I mean, I, I, I quite enjoyed. Um, Kirk and Fizz together back in the day, but well, that that was more when it was the have old Fizz brash and Tyrone kind of Fizz. and and Kirk and Fizz, can you? No, I know, I know. I I I I'm happy for them to stay together. You're right, only because there's nobody else, and because we 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 haven't even seen their flat. They're they're like Brian and Kathy, aren't they? That they it's will very weird. put them give give them a little bit to do for for a bit and then why can't they have a flat? Well, they they've got one. They just can't move. They're not the the show's not invested enough in them as a couple, which is to, weird. But 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 this this which is, is why weird because they if, had a massive wedding, you know, a big deal wedding. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people that do like them, but this is why I'm not particularly fussed about the whole oh where they split up because I. I I'm not invested in them as a couple. This is part of the problem as well that maybe Daniel and Daisy have got because we're supposed to be with that storyline now thinking, oh no, are they not going to get married? But I think that if they'd have done more to have... And I, and I think they do have a good relationship. But I think if they'd just done a little bit more to show the wooing and the romance and the aren't they absolutely perfect for each other with Daniel and Daisy we'd be feeling a bit more worried about the prospect of you them not getting married. You can't sit there and, and... No. You can't sit there and say they're a great couple and then halfway through someone else's story and go, oh, they're not that great. No, I think they are a good couple, but I do think that they could you're, have done more... I think more you're confusing your... To re- no, I think they could have done more to to solidify them and, and show... You know, just have a normal normal relationship before let's split them up again. I don't think there's any such thing on Coronation Street. Mm, well, I don't know. And I think... Yeah, I think you're... You think I'm Let's what? move on, I can't be bothered. I can't... That, that, that was... It's not... not the, 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 you the, just keep... The, the slap... Well, I'm yeah. not. I'm talking. Sorry. Right. It's a you're, podcast. You're talking so much, I can't even think of what I... What... what I don't... I'm, I was... I was a little bit surprised just with this storyline that... Beth admitted to the slap quite so quickly. Were you? No. 
No, well, I'm not bothered. Oh, no, okay, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. Is it my I don't f- care about that anymore. Well, I think Coronation Street I mean, has I'm also moved it. on from care. the slap, and now it's just. I I thought that. I think that Kirk was overreacting a little bit. It's no, it wasn't. It wasn't the thing about it that annoys me a little bit is that it wasn't a story about oh should you hit kids or not? Because we all have to say oh no you should never ever hit kids. No, that was more a catalyst for Beth and Kirk splitting. It would have been a quite it? interesting story to have had, you know, to have had people different generations going. My God, you know, we used to get hit all the time, and I think it was great. They, they <laughs> did. Know? They did they have a little really. bit of that, but that and, was and you're for right. For some that reason, Kirk was, was just about. so morally opposed to the idea that she she hit Hope. Mm. I don't understand why he he went to the extent of like no. I'm not even going to sleep in the same room as you. We're supposed to be like he was more upset about it than it feels like Fizz and Tyrone were. We're we're supposed to be so convinced that he's utterly. Devoted to her. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And, and, you know, and he's so kind of, he's thick, but he knows that he loves Beth. And yes, what she did was wrong. I know, but. But now he's taken the moral high ground and he's literally saying, oh, now I'm going to move out. I I don't believe that. I that this incident would split them up. I don't think it would do. He's he's the same generation as us, right? Yeah. Are we all just going to pretend that it was always bad to hit to like have a, a parental figure? I know she's not really a parental figure, but to have to to have uh to, to have kids get hit by by adults. There's an awful lot of people our age and therefore Kirk's age that would say didn't do me it wouldn't didn't have, do me any harm. I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's right. I I'm not, I'm not say, saying it's right. Will you let me speak? I'm not saying it's... I don't agree with it, but I'm just saying we all... It feels like we're all pretending that it was always abominable and that nobody would ever do such a heinous thing. I don't believe that for a minute to the extent that the way Kirk reacted makes any sense. No. Given the context. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's wrong to react like that. I'm just saying a man his age, I can't see how it would get to the stage where he doesn't even want to sleep in the same room as, as his wife. I suppose it's also the fact that she was she lied about it and she sometimes, tried to cover it up. I just feel and... I just want to say sometimes I feel like as a society when we've decided something is wrong we all act like nobody was ever doing it and no and, and like, all the people that were in, were like oh I, I think we should be able to they've all gone where are they <laughs> they're all pretending they never had that opinion yeah are you kidding me can we not just say that used to be the thing that we all agreed was right, and now we don't. It's like everybody's like got amnesia or no, something. No, I know. I completely agree. I completely you agree. Wa- you watch an episode of Coronation Street that's twenty years old. You'll have kids being bloody booted up the bum, left, right, and centre, impaled on spikes outside the corner shop for for shoplifting. Yeah, I know. I it, know. It's it is a big deal now. Yeah, but but not to that extent. No, I yeah, I I I think that's that why I'm annoyed because was... because it's a manufactured drama to make Beth and Kirk break 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 up for a bit. Mm. But it could have been. My point is, it could have been an actual discussion. Yeah, but and, I guess it, some and also issues and some things aren't. And also, Marco suddenly appearing on the radar is also fairly manufactured. I mean, I I couldn't believe that Beth, her husband. And I know they're not properly married. I know maybe they did. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Her husband has left her, and she's there that evening, mooning over this ex-lover. 
she should be heartbroken and terrified that this relationship that she's been in for the past however many years is potentially over. And what's she doing? Just saying, oh yeah, Marco, he's a this bit feels fit, isn't very she? out of character for Beth. It really does because, yeah, it feels about a character for both of them. He wouldn't leave her over this. She would not say, oh, well, at least I've got my old boyfriend that I can go back to. No. I, I, I just don't I and don't believe also, it. It doesn't feel right for the characters. I'm wishing to be rude to Kirk, but I don't feel as though Beth feels like the sort of person who primarily goes for someone according to their look. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it, it, that, you're right, that's, that's, that was one of the main like things that the, didn't work for me. It feels like her main attraction is that he's dead fit. Mm. Unless this is just building up to, like I said, a joke where it turns out he looks like Johnny Vegas she, now. She's acting like she's just moved on. She's she's yeah. accepted. Well, that's over. It's time to time to yeah, sow wild oats out else. out on the town tonight. And all right, uh, d- okay, mm. we're talking too much about this now. It's boring. Uh, well, I'm just trying to put off putting about the next story, which um, I can't say is get any better. The the Jackson storyline, which um, reared its head again on Wednesday, where Faye um, is still feeling a bit rubbish about the whole Hodges are back in the country. Should she see Miley again? Does she want her kid as part of her life? She's trying to hide it from everyone. She doesn't want to talk to Tim about it because she knows what he'll say. Doesn't want to talk about it to Craig because he's just boring. And so Sally's her little confident, uh, confidant about this. You she just wants out. to put this all behind her. Tim is about five minutes away from dressing up a la Norris Cole in a rights for granddads. <laughs> She's going to be dressed up for Batgirl, is she? Yeah. No, Tim. Oh, Tim is, yeah. Tim is the oh, yes, Tim father. Is, you're right. Tim is Miley's granddad, isn't it? Do you remember when Miley was born? And that yeah. was like right as we were, you know, we were right primed him hating back then. But I remember him having little Miley mm. in his arms and he was so utterly besotted. Where, I where Faye was like, I, I, I'm it's not really connecting hard, with this. It? Tim was such a, a devoted grandchild to Miley for those what, weeks um, for the, the, that they were together. And so his reaction today, when he saw the picture of this is what she looks like now, and there's the possibility of connecting with her, I think that Poor that was guy. very much in character with him. But you know, but, I think it's better if we if we keep Marley away from him because he is such an awful human. <laughs> but Wednesday's episode is just him. Maybe get, he was going to go clubbing with Faye, but she decides to go out with Tim instead. Um, what? And, no, so so she decides to go out with Faye, Craig instead, doesn't she? Um, You've and also then, written about a guy called Tom in here. I know, so. that's autocorrect, probably. <laughs> um, you need to learn shorthand. Faye, Faye is feeling guilty about keeping it a secret from Tim and Craig, but, well, maybe it's easiest. Um, and then Friday, they have a visit, do um, Sally and Tim by Jackson. And... Hello. Hello, it's me. I am Jackson. You probably don't recognise me. I have got I've, a different actor now. Because I'm big I'm, man. <laughs> like, sorry, but he didn't. He look didn't even remotely like. He didn't look anything like the right. But it's age. not just that. Yeah, he doesn't feel like he fits with Faye at all. Like, do you think these people were ever the same age or or anything? That's the problem. I think I don't know this how is old a different. This guy is. No, I've got no idea. Maybe he really is the young, right age, but he doesn't look it. Thing is about these young people is that they're all Can different. Never tell these. They're days. all different types of them, aren't there? And some yeah. of them seem to get look like big grown-up people far far sooner than 
than you would expect. And maybe also there's a bit of us looking at um, Faye going, she's just like, what's she I think that's the thing. I really do think (laughs) that when we look at Faye, I'm not accepting that she's as old as she is. I don't think she's a woman. I think she's a girl. I know. She's kind of stopped ageing when she was about 17 in my eyes. Um, Don't tell me she's 20-something. She could well be. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, she, came, she came into the show <sighs> as like a little girl and we've seen her be, grow up to a, be a teenager. I mean, the, the problem is with Faye, I mean, it's not really a problem for me, I don't mind, is she's not been in the show much and she's gone long stretches of time without appearing. So in my head, I think that she's, yeah, she's just the age as she was when she was more of a regular character. The actress is 21. Ellie Leach is 21, is she? Yeah, so, I mean, Faye must be around about the same age. But, yeah, th- this guy that they've got playing Jackson, he looks like he's 30 or something. <laughs> I know. He is, a, he is a big man. Yeah, yeah. He was last in it in 2017 when he got beaten up by Seb, and that's why Seb went to prison for a little bit. I can't imagine Seb having a go at this guy, can you? No. Um, so anyway, he tells Tim and Sally, oh, I've been trying to text um, Faye about Miley, but she's not oh, been answering. When he was in it before, he was a little gangly youth. Look at him with his little lovely I know. cheekbones. As, as, as little as hair. I'm really enjoying this story. I am look having... at that. He doesn't look anything like it. It is a proper big man, man. I think he needs some he idea. He looks like dude. Yeah. He's got a big manly face. <laughs> I think that when he came up to the door and said, hello, I'm Jackson, you might not remember me, they should have had Sally going, are you sure? Are you sure? Have Just... you got some ulterior motive here? <laughs> I'd want to see some ID yeah. before letting him into my house and offering him a cup of tea. He'd have been, a, you know, he'd have been away with her fine china if she had her back turned, I think. Anyway. Well, I'll tell you, I hope that the, the actor is playing this. Um, he's called Joseph William Evans. I hope that he feels sufficiently um, flattered by him. By, by saying he's a big man, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so he he's saying, Faye's not got in touch. And, and Tim's saying, oh, well, you know, I'm sure she'll be thrilled to hear. Maybe it's her old number. She's going to love bit seeing you again and seeing Miley again. Sally's there looking awkward because she obviously knows the truth that Faye has got no intention of any kind of family reunion here. Um, and then when Jackson leaves, this is when Sally tells Tim, um, well, you know, I've been keeping this secret from you. And then we have, just just like the 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 Daniel and Daisy storyline, just like the Kirk and Beth storyline, we're we're treated to some other scenes of marital upset with Tim's thinking, oh, I wish that wish that Sally hadn't kept that secret from me, and even even a, a lovely butty that she brings him isn't enough to put a smile on his face. So um, oh yeah, I know. I mean, I, you know me. You might know. I do. I do know you. I don't like Tim that much, but this is this isn't just a question of not telling him that an ex-boyfriend's knocked on the door, is it? This is his blooming grandchild. I, I don't think... And let's not forget, too, that Tim knows that Faye can't have children. Yeah. This is his only chance, maybe, for him to have a have a relationship with his biological grandchild. It is, but and, I and think Sally's that if Sally... not telling him about it. I know, I agree. I, I think don't... that she shouldn't have betrayed her confidence. No, I agree with that, but Tim still can is justified with feeling. Yeah, he's justifiably he miffed. But yeah. he's also, uh, you know, like the worst human being <laughs> that ever lived. No, he's not. Worse he's than fine. Stalin. He's fine. He, I mean, if he'd been in charge of Russia, imagine. Tim Tim asks Faye about um, this, this Jackson thing later and, and she's just 
doubles down on the fact that she is not interested in a relationship with Miley. Um, I, I just, well, no, I is, listen. Is a, what I don't, I I empathise with this storyline. She's like, I don't, I do want to see her, but also I'm worried I'm going to confuse her. I don't want to, I don't want to come into her life as a jailbird scally. And <laughs> I, I, she feels like she's not good enough. Yeah, yeah. And she's scared too of this these emotions being ripped out of her. She's trying to suppress these thoughts she's having about not wanting, not being able to have children because it's all very well to decide, oh, I don't know if I want them or maybe I don't want them. But if you get told you're not having any, that's a completely different conversation. Mm. And and now to confront the fact that she does have a child already and it's just going to make her feel like she's missed out on all those years. Yeah. That she'll never get back. Mm. I can mm. see why she's trying to push her, th- her feelings down. Mm. Tell you what, I'm not looking forward to the scene where Craig finds out about this because it's just going to be the same thing again, isn't it? Like, oh, I can't believe you didn't tell me. If you're such a great copper, Craig, you should have found out yourself, shouldn't you? Shouldn't have spent all his time down the um, Gregory Pope shop looking for crutches. Exactly. Um, anyway, so th- then then we have a scene, and actually, I'm going to say that this is up right up there with scenes of the week. Ken and his eagle spotting with Bertie. I was a bit tired and confused earlier and I was like ah Ken's found a child is that Miley (laughs) no Miley's a girl though it's his grandson (laughs) that was I mean the purpose of the scene was for Tim to say oh I'm a granddad too I wish I could go bird spotting with Miley or do something sweet but I thought that it was really lovely William Roach had a few scenes this week he had the the stuff with their walk into the pub with Daniel but this was just great. It was really nicely written. He interacted beautifully with this little kid. It was really yeah. cute. A little Bertie there, How many eagles who is a bit see? of a cutie with his with his binoculars around his neck, and little it was just nerd. it was just really really sweet. So I don't blame <laughs> Tim for having his cockles warmed by that. I know. To, I've to always said Miley. I would love to be a grandparent. I would absolutely love you it. You have always, always said that. that. That was my ambition in yeah, life. Yeah, a nice little kid to have a relationship with. Put, send him none home. of the main responsibility. Um, Go back home, child. Anyway, back back at home, speaking of home, Sally notices that Tim is looking very shifty and he admits that he's going to have a secret meeting with Jackson and Miley tomorrow. Um, and she's not sure if he can keep that a secret from Faye. She or he. He, I, I, she just doesn't think it's going to stay a secret, especially because, you know, it's Faye's birthday and that kind of juxtaposition is exactly what makes Coronation Street Tim, tick. what a stupid div you are. Why would you go to have a secret liaison with your daughter's child that she doesn't want anything to do with on her birthday? Because he really wants to see her. Just the worst human. <laughs> okay. Um, you've, you've written your only note there was Ken's eagle watching scene. That was nice. I know. What? So what is it that you're not clicking with her? Do you, is it the characters or the story? It's funny because is it you don't like Faye. Yeah, but I used to like Faye. God, it was funny. Like, I, I used to be a major, big, big Faye defender when everybody else was like Faye's really dull, but. <laughs> Then she went away for a bit and we hardly saw her. And when she came back, I'm like, no, it's it's gone. My 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 love for this character hasn't continued. Um, 
I've actually got some quite fond memories of the Faye pregnancy storyline and how sweet it was when her and Craig were together. But then I'm then thinking, that makes me sad. So I think, oh, Craig, I used to like him a lot more back in the day. And, and just this storyline being brought up is partly reminding me that... Of what you've lost. Of, of what I've lost, the lovely relationship between young Craig and Faye and, and what we've got now. And also, I'm also thinking, oh, there's also the HRT stuff with Faye that didn't click with me last year. I just, I just don't think that Faye is a necessary character on the street in any way, shape, or form. Interesting. Is it, is it clicking with you a bit? Yeah, then? yeah. In, well, just the the thing about kids and not being able to have kids, and you, um, and like, what would you do if you had? You know, you know my secret child I've got. I really uh, relate in that way. I just felt I, maybe it's. I, I yeah. Is I, it because you think oh you never I, I'm not gonna ever worry about menopause so I don't care. No, I don't. I don't think it's storyline related. I think it's the characters. I think it's the potential that there's going to be you know, more Craig scenes, which I'm not fussed by. The thing about it is that anybody can empathise with any story or any situation on Coronation Street. It's one of the strengths of soaps is that you get to see lots of different areas of life and things that you never would have experienced and things mm. but also it's it does hit different when it's something that could or did happen to you oh yeah yeah for sure so it, it's it is interesting it is there's another layer there that mm. you're you're not i, I... but it doesn't bother you it okay. doesn't bother me and what about your especially when there, child? especially when there are <laughs> other storylines yeah. that i would have been preferred to have got more screen time I complained at the beginning of the episode and, and then constantly throughout that the Amy and um, Aaron storyline didn't get the amount of, of screen time as I think it deserved. And then when something like this comes along and I'm thinking, oh, just, just put the other well. one on. Put the, put the thing on yeah, that I, I want to see. It's not very well complaining um, about how much screen time a story gets, but sometimes it needs breathing, breathing no, room. No, I know, I know. Coronation Street know what they're doing. No, I'm saying that. <laughs> right, there was a tiny bit of the Stephen storyline there this week. Wasn't Can I there do after it? Is it my go? Trip? It is your turn. On Monday, Elaine breaks the news to Tim that she's thinking of getting a flat with Stephen, and he's like, uh, "What?" The, the the actual engagement is still she a hasn't secret, brought this though, up. isn't it? Yeah. Later on, Tim and Sally are talking about this, and Tim's like, oh, he, "This guy, I need. I think I need to protect him. Protect, protect, <laughs> protect him from her nagging." And Sally says, you're overreacting. Stephen seems really nice. But obviously Tim's got this, you know, Elaine's got a history of being um, the target of an abusive man. And mm. Tim's a bit feeling overprotective because it is really weird and it's come out of nowhere. And honestly, it's more weird that they're buying a flat together and they're not going out with each other than it, than it is that they are engaged in buying a flat yeah. together. I think if that was me, I'd also be worried. Mm, mm. Um, Jenny is getting flustered when she hears Tim talking to Elaine about the fact that um, Stephen and Elaine are moving in together. Yeah, she's still got a bit of a torch for that and Stephen, she, does she heads Jenny. back to the, the bar and this is when Stephen says to Tim that Elaine means, means the world to him. And then later on, Tim apologises to Stephen for being a bit harsh and Stephen says, I understand. Um, and he says they're going to go and ha ahead and buy this flat. When, when Tim goes... Stephen and Elaine, and Elaine are like, let's not tell anybody that we're engaged yet. And then um, Carla, Carla's being an arse again to Stephen, which then prompts him to call Rufus up saying he wants another trip to the pharmacy. Mm. So he's obviously going to try to get some more. Get a little bit more LSD or maybe he'll, he'll switch it up a little bit and 
He's like, what else you got? Yeah, fit mushrooms. I don't know drugs. I don't know. No, that's about as far as I can get. But yeah, that then that could that's completely just stopped dead, didn't it? That storyline. At least the Aaron and Amy storyline had a few scenes, but there was no more Stephen uh, for the rest of the week. And uh, I hope he comes back soon. So. That is this week's street talk. That is what happened on Coronation yeah. Street this week. I did enjoy talking about that with you. I enjoy talking about I, it. I think, you know, weighing everything up, it's it's not going to be scoring highly. Um, I, 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 think, I think I know what I'm going to give it. So yeah. you got, do you want to you give your score? I, I'm going to give it three. Three what? Three planets in order of size. <laughs> Mass, technically. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I'm, I'm going to give it... Um, two and a half missing toys in the cereal box <gasps> out of five for me. It was just, it, it, it was on. Just imagine. There were some good bits, if, but I wasn't, that there wasn't anything where it's like saying, oh yes, it's a scene from that storyline. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that that happened. Or, ooh. Just, and the things that were supposed to hit like that, like Justin popping in through the back of number one, it, it for me it didn't work. I'm glad for other people it did, but yeah, not, not my cup of tea this week, unfortunately. Who's your character of the week? Um, I don't know. Mine's Marco. No, he's not Marco. Marco was not in it. He's not a character. Jackson. No, you sensible answers only. That's not this podcast. Um, I mean, is it Daisy? Is it Daisy or Justin? Oh, just Justin is you yeah, know Justin. consistently entertaining in a he's... creepy sort of way. <sighs> I mean, he's just relentless. Mm. I mean, I I think that there's that Ken's got a fair shout, despite not being in very many scenes. Guest where, starring. What he was. It was a bit of a guest starring Ken this week, wasn't it? Um, I'm going to give it to Daisy, because she is so pretty. You're going to give it to Daisy, are you? I'm scared. Um, Poor Daisy. She only wants a pretty dress. It just uh, There just isn't very much that, that really properly stands out for me this week, which means that... It may well be a, a default to, to Daisy as well, I think. Um, or should I have it as Amy? I might... Uh, sorry if I'm boring you. With <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm going to... You need to pick a person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Amy this week. Yeah. Because I was down on the stalker storyline a little bit and I, and I liked what at least I saw of the, 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 the consent storyline at the beginning. So I feel I feel bad for her. And uh, and I hope that she stands up to uh, to Aaron soon. I just but... want that Aaron to realise what he's done and mm. and um, realise that he's not the perfect great guy that he thinks he is. Yeah, I'm. Ju- I think I'm mostly not not necessarily because of any actions the character did mm. for Amy, but for the performance and for the for the sympathy. And I did have that with with Daisy as well. But I, I've given Daisy plenty of character uh, of the weeks recently yeah, so um Amy is the one Amy is the one and um that is it now um I was I, this is usually the point where we cut to news but I, I don't think there was very much news this week nothing hugely notable apart from the fact that Molly Gallagher has now gone oh. out of Dancing on Ice and she you know she she, she gave it really a best did. shot she she, she did got fa- quite good scores yeah I mean into the semi-finals that's that's incredible the final coming up this weekend and she I guess she's going to be in it again to do some hey everybody who's been kicked out you're back to do one final skate so she's literally been in, in all of the episodes of the season so good for her she she ended up getting 
6.5 four times for a final dance, which is her best one. You know, so she's gone out on a high, and um, I'm sure she had a lovely experience. So um, that that's it. That's that's it for the news. So I'm I'm not going to have a proper cabin segment. And uh, in fact, I don't think we've got a whole lot of emails. So um, should we skip ahead and see what we do have in the feedback section? Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you were just end it there. No, no, no. We got we got a little bit of feedback. You were you were ready to end it. No, no. We'll we'll do some feedback and then we'll call it a day there. So here comes our feedback section, everyone. Right, um, feedback section then. Um, so really controversial week for last week's Coronation Street with Stephen's drug trip. And um, we got massive range in scores. We had some people voting it five out of five, some people voting it down as one out of five. So there's a really even spread. But it's it, like people don't like drugs or something. I know. It's like people don't like Stephen Reed, I tell you. But um, this uh, the week averaged out is fairly high, 3.72. So I think high. on the whole, um, among our voters at least, uh, it went down quite well. But how many of them liked it, ironically? Uh, you, I, yeah, I forgot about that. So uh, Pat <laughs> gave it three and a half rooms full of Leos and Teddies out of five. Jonathan scored it four accidental proposals of marriage while coming down off an LSD trip out of five. Um, and Judith was my pick of the week with uh, three really difficult 500-piece jigsaws completed while water skiing off the back of a speedboat whizzing down the canal out <laughs> of five. Oh, you do. Um, Thank you very much, everybody who voted. Don't forget. I don't think we had as many comments on it this week. We had quite a few votes, but we didn't have as many comments. But um, thank you, everybody, who did take the time. I do enjoy reading those. I want everybody to um, go, if you haven't already seen, go onto YouTube and find a video. It's called 1950s Housewife Tries LSD. Oh, yes. Now, I think you must see that. Gemma showed me that this week. This is Coronation Street related, obviously, because of the LSD-ness of it's it. It's fair to, to show a balanced... Uh, approach to LSD and some people have bad trips and some people have quite good ones and <laughs> so this was a scientific experiment I, wasn't well, it I, well experiment one, in the loosest sense of the term at one point I got really obsessed with because you know I, I've said before on the show that I really like abnormal psychology I don't even think you're allowed to call it that anymore but I, when I did my A level um, in psychology that was one of my favourite parts of it and uh, so I went down this rabbit so hole what is it? a while back of watching because back, back in the day, they used to be able to do really unethical experiments on people. And uh, so a lot of the really juicy research is all like from the 50s and 60s. And so I went down a bit of a rabbit hole looking up like the, the prison experiment and all that kind of stuff. And um, I found a series of um, vid videos where they were just seeing people who had schizophrenia and things like that. But this one is just basically, um, she's the wife of one of the people that work on this army in this army pharmaceutical base or whatever in mm. America. Um, and she gets, you know, she does, they do all these tests on her to see if she's of sound mind and body. And then they just give her LSD. And she drinks it just like Carla did. So, yeah, she just had a glass of water, didn't she? And she just sits there and she's like, wow, I just can't imagine. You, I can't explain it to you. If you've never seen it, you'll never understand. Mm. Oh, can you see it's the, coming, the it's going coming through me. It, yeah. I wish I could speak in Technicolor. It's, um, it's really amazing. It's like her, her mind is completely blown by by this. So it's just interesting. It's just it was, different... it was really, really interesting. It was fascinating to do check it out. Yeah. And uh, she she didn't hallucinate the, uh, the, the her, her, any of her think... murder victims coming back to see her. So obviously she's not had her first kill yet. I think... 
it's fair to say that LSD is the drug that you give people to find out if they've killed anybody. Yeah. And I'm... if, like, ghosts turn up, it's because they're a murderer. <laughs> right, anyway, sorry, this, this, that has nothing to do with feedback, but what is, yeah. is Rebecca's email this week. We've only got a couple of emails this week. I'm going to say right Step now... Step up gonna, your game, Put guys. out the call. As always, voicemails would be lovely. But um, it's just even a uh, good old-fashioned type out your thoughts in an email and email it to conversationstreet at gmail.com would be, it would be fantastic because uh, yeah, it was a little bit quiet this week. Um, so Rebecca, she said she loved the Stephen LSD drug fuels trip and also Teddy and Leo turning up as ghosts as predicted by Gemma in the weeks before podcast. But Elaine thinking Stephen had proposed was the best bit. <laughs> so funny. And also her target has just grown a little. Um, yeah, so, so Stephen and Elaine are still engaged at this point, aren't they? And, and that's another thing. Like, I was a bit disappointed that the storyline dropped off because I wanted to see more about how he was going to try and squirm his I way out of it. I just wonder. And Jenny's reaction as well. What's the, the, what's the storyline? Is the purpose of keeping it secret merely to reveal it at a later point for, the, for extra drama? Or is there going to be another reason, like... Is she? Is he going to kill her without anybody knowing that they were engaged and then he's going to try and get the money and he can't? I don't know. Or what? I don't know. Well, hopefully we'll have we'll to wait long to find out. Um, I don't think Rebecca says that she will be killed until her and Stephen get married and then he will inherit yeah. all her money. Just imagine if he like, murders her on. It's going to be like in the Adams Family Values. He's going to chuck a toaster in the hot tub, isn't he, with her? Yeah. And then um, she'll come out with her light bulb in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also really curious as to what Jenny's reaction will be. Will she be jealous or pretend she doesn't care? I'm also thinking Carla might do Faye a favour too by standing by her. I actually now think that Adam's Family Values is my favourite movie of all time. Is it? I think it actually is. It's, it's, uh, it's Malibu Barbie. It's, it's got some good bits, but it's not the best oh, movie Debbie. ever. The Amy Aaron storyline <laughs> is shocking, but it needs to be told. I'm half expecting people to shun Amy due to the way she was acting, and I'm also expecting Summer to be on Aaron's side, especially as she is a, she and Amy fell out. Every time um, I see Aaron, I still think he's called A.A. Ron. I'm really wanting Ardy, a Ardy to stand up <laughs> by Amy, but he might not want to take sides. Mm. I mean, Ardy's just going to be lucky if he gets a scene in this, to be I honest, the way things are going at Ardy's the moment. Ardy's starting to strike me more and more as just a bit dim. I don't think... I don't think he's supposed to. He's not in it enough. He's 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 supposed to be a bit, like, hapless and, and lovable and, um, you know... Yeah, anyway. But, but he's just not in it. So I don't know. Um, I'm expecting Aaron to leave with this story, especially if James has only got a year's contract. It'll also mm. be interesting to see Tracy's reaction, especially as she date-raped Roy. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, she didn't. She didn't. She just said she did for a joke. She just she just drugged him and pretended to. Yeah, yeah. that's not as bad Maybe it will... It? No, it's, no, it's not. And now her daughter <laughs> is on the other side of the situation. She's like, I'm I can enjoying... see it was funny when I did it, but it's not funny when you do it, Aaron. <laughs> I'm enjoying the, why does Paul have symptoms part of the story? But I'm still adamant that he's got something else apart from nerve damage. What I'm not enjoying is the whole compo part of the story, especially now it turns out Carla wasn't insured. I like Ed being supportive though, and Trevor's Instagram post too. Oh yeah, did we talk about that in the podcast? Mm -hmm. I can't even remember, okay. Um, the Daisy story is still brilliant, and I think Justin got the number from Christine. Loved Jenny and Daisy. Yeah. Um, as is that the only reason they were date? Yeah, because she changed her number, didn't she? And then he started texting her again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I quite like the cake testing part of the storyline as Gemma just wanted to eat the cakes so that Daisy wouldn't get poisoned because Justin had just delivered them. I also like the Maria and Daisy scene despite Daisy slagging Maria off. On to the smaller stories, and I really like the idea of Miley coming back. I thought there might be a chance when Faye couldn't have kids last year, and I also like the idea of Faye and Craig co-parenting Miley, when Craig basically helped her to come into the world. That, yeah, that's that's quite a good point. Having like you know, she hasn't considered, she hasn't told Craig yet. No, but that's um. I mean, we don't know why Jackson's come back. Mm. But there's no indication at the moment that he's come to give them Miley. No, she's like, I can't, I can't be doing with this baby. But you remember when it anymore. first happened, I think it was mostly Jackson's parents that were keen to take Miley. Yeah. And Jackson was just a child, so he didn't really have an opinion one way or the other. So perhaps something's happened yeah. to them. Maybe they died. Mm. Maybe they had a car crash in Australia or something. Maybe he just never really bonded with Miley himself and now he's old enough to not have to listen to what his parents want him to do. He's like, you can have this kid do you want back, ba- Do you want this baby? I don't know. I don't know. How old is it now? Six? Six, seven, eight. I don't know. Doesn't time time has flown. Um, I'm, also doing, betting, I'm also betting that Carl will come into the show, especially with there not being many characters in the mid-30 age groups. So oh, that's Carl the, Webster. I was just thinking about, about them. What's yeah, happened to the... They're just two? going off to... Je- Buzz Bill has been alive or dead. Come on. Don't know. I wouldn't mind that, actually, as Carl, like Daniel, was a clean slate of a character. I'm also glad mm. they have remembered that Kevin and Debbie are siblings too. And it's a good way to write Bill out of the show. Yeah, they need to have a few more scenes of Debbie saying, Hey, hey, bro. Hey, bro, what's up? Can you give my car an MOT? Finally, Um, I'm a... Yeah, I mean, this is is an example of why Corey sometimes doesn't... um, doesn't write people out even though the actors died because they can just use it later. Mm. Um, Finally, I'm assuming the Hope storyline will return this week. And if the truth comes out, I'm wondering if Beth will go to prison in some way. Maybe this will be Lisa George's leaving story. <sighs> you can't go no. to prison for hitting a kid. No. Character of the week. Not even real I, people. I, Beth, Beth's going to be clinging on to this. That was, I, she's, that was she's a not joke. Going. Character of the week is Stephen, and I'll give the week four magical LSD adventures of Stephen Reed out of five. Right, thank you very much. And Nancy, is that only <laughs> other email this week? So, Gemma? I don't condone beating children. No. Um, Unless you're beating them at a computer game or I tell something. You what, don't I'll let s- them win just to make them feel better. You Don't, and I also don't, can't condone the reading of Roald Dahl stories in their original forms oh, to God, children. Oh, don't get me started abusive. on that. Don't get me started on <laughs> Nancy Dahl says, I thought the Stephen storyline was brilliant this week. The visual effects were wonderful. It was great that Gemma got the story she wanted. Thank you, everyone. I, my favourite, my second favourite part about the fact, now I've got three, three things, right? First of all, I get. I predicted it, even though I feel like nice it, was, when that it was being pointed. I was being pointed that way. Second of all, it happened at all because I think it's great. Thirdly, everyone's congratulating me and saying how great it is that <laughs> I got, which I think is <laughs> really funny. I, I do like it when something happens with Corey and people go, I thought of you guys when this happened. I know, I know. <laughs> um, Nancy says, I think it's hilarious when things do not go as the villain had planned. Stephen found out he should not underestimate the underworld employees. I was laughing when Stephen saw Teddy in the air and I loved it when Debbie asked if Stephen was on something. I wonder if Rufus realised Stephen took LSD. 
Do you think that'll explain why Elaine is so desperate? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think she was born desperate. Yeah. Elaine will get suspicious if Stephen doesn't marry her right away. I want to see Jenny's reaction when Elaine reveals the proposal on the Rovers. The alarm bells may go off. The consent through has just begun and I feel it is being handled well. I feel it's clear what happened. Amy was feeling sick and she turned away from Aaron. This is, Aaron should have stopped. Instead, he kept going. He is responsible. I think Aaron will feel ashamed. Amy should turn to Toya. She can help her. Aaron will turn to Brian and Abby. I hope Aaron will not become an alcoholic. Hmm. I guess. Who? Aaron? Yeah. No. Well, because his father is an alcoholic. Yeah, no. yeah I know, but it's, it's not... Um, it's, it, it's been modelled as a behaviour to cope with things to him. And even though he... I think sometimes... You know, it can set you down that path or it can also make you go, I'm never going to do that. Mm. Ve- vehemently, absolutely... I mean, we can see, though, he's not got a problem with alcohol. No, no. Or getting drunk. Mm. She says, The Daisy storyline has been handled with the sensitivity it deserves. Gemma sampling all the potential wedding cakes was hilarious. Christine's attitude towards Daisy being stalked was a stark contrast to Jenny's opinion. I was in tears watching Daisy hugging Jenny. It was wonderful to hear Carl Webster's name being mentioned. It was too bad to hear about Bill. I give this week's episode three and a half bottles of Prosecco Aaron sprayed over himself out of five. <laughs> the character of the week is Stephen. I'm giving a shout out to Amy. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you, both of you. And um, to everyone. I mean, we did have lots of people saying that they enjoyed the chat GPT um, episode. Um, so thank you, everybody, oh, who so commented on that. And uh, other just general Facebook I think posts we and everything is always lovely to see all the community join in. I think we should do um, a Twitch stream and just do chat GPT coronation stream. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, we did have a new patron this week, so I want to give a shout out to um, Alex the Muffin. Love who's it. Who's our new patron for this week. Is this an actual muffin? If I was and is a it muffin, an English or American muffin? I'm assuming it's an American muffin. Do you reckon? Yeah. I would be scared if I was a muffin. Why? Because you go stale or bits fall off you or someone eats you. It's very d- dangerous. How many muffins make it alive? Out of, out of this world think about that how many muffins true. get eaten alive I don't think Alex the muffin is Alex watch out I know but we've got to prolong this patron <laughs> because they're giving us money every every month we don't want him to get eaten alive no maybe he's got lots of preservatives in him what kind of muffin are you email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com <laughs> you can find us at conversationstreet.podbean.com you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Spotify and Facebook and YouTube and Patreon. And apparently, according to Jack, Chat GPT, you can find us on Stitcher. Oh yeah, it did say that, didn't it? Um, I'm sorry I was just a bit of a grump about this week's Coronation Street. I know that people... I got somebody telling me off on the street talk short, didn't I, this week, saying, yeah, Jeremy, you tell, to tell him to chat because I was having a bit of a moan. But honestly, it just... Just didn't it's hit the way it you act, me. You always act like you're being personally offended I by was. the show being not what you wanted it to be. I was like every I, I, I will never ever sit down <laughs> to an episode of Coronation Street and go, Oh god, here we go, another hour of this I've got to sit through. Every single time that I sit That's down a I'm, lie. I no it's not. It is not. I'm thinking, yeah, it's curry tonight. Brilliant. What, even when you're tired and grumpy? Yeah, it is. It's like, oh, great, I got curry. I'm never not looking forward to it. So when it doesn't quite go my way, yeah. then I do, yeah, just get a little bit, just, 
all right that's fine you're allowed to feel however you feel that's the whole point of this podcast is we validate everybody for anything (gasps) any reason speaking of validating thank you to everybody who posted on the facebook don't forget to validate your parking thank you for everybody who posted on the facebook group that it is completely normal and in fact the usual thing to do no it's not to like artists it's not and not songs no I don't believe I think everyone's a big bunch of the internet has spoken no this isn't true maybe maybe you like one or two artists and you'll go to their um whatever concerts or what gigs or whatever if they're alive yeah but you can't tell me that you only like artists and not songs no you said that you it's not normal to it's like normal. an artist and buy all their albums <laughs> That is normal. It's weird. And people on Facebook have now said that. So, no, no, yeah. I'm sorry, but I love you guys on Facebook, but you're not normal either, are you? Mm. You, you know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, look, I also got in trouble once. I've got, I have two very controversial opinions then. No, opinion number one, three. First one is that I thought Aaron shouldn't go to prison and you said that's bad. And I feel bad now. I feel guilty. I've been feeling guilty for hours because of that. Number two, that um, you shouldn't, that people, it's not normal to like artists, but to like songs. And number three, I think it's gross that you that people dip their biscuits in tea. I think it's ruins, oh yeah, it ruins the tea you. and it ruins the biscuit. I think anyway, I think it's balmy. I think it's bonkers. What do you think about people who like whole podcasts and not just individual episodes of podcasts? They're stupid. <laughs> they should be locked up. They're as bad as Tim. Um, right, we are done. Um, back next week for more Coronation Street goodness. And also, Yorkshire tea is what, not that great. Stop interrupting me with your silly your, Yorkshire tea's crap. advice. Right, I'm going to let you talk. Go on, what are you saying? I'm not saying anything. You said the music for this episode. No, I was going to say, I don't know what next week's... Um, <laughs> don't know what next week's uh, bonus episode is going to be. So uh, I'll have to have a think about that. Uh, I sure think it should be... be I think this week's... Not as creative as this week's one. This month's patron should be top five... Tease that Sally Cook, Rosie, and this is getting into a silly conversation. So I'm ending this podcast right now. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Thank you for listening.